Hey guys, welcome to episode six. How appropriate. It is Hell Month, and we are kicking off with the theme of zombie. Ooh. Yeah. Brains. <laughs> Brains and, uh, they're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> um, so, I picked Warm Bodies. Correct. What did you pick? I picked for you the film Wild Zero. Wild Zero. And the listeners at home picked Toten Snowin. Which in English... Dead Snow. Dead Snow. The snow is dead, yes. not the Nazi zombies. No. That was the swerve. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That is... See what I mean? I, I say these things when we record, and then I go home and I listen back, and I get really mad. You but shouldn't. if I address it on air... <laughs> That I know that it's fucking stupid. It's endearing. It really is. <laughs> it's stupid. It's, it's not even as good as dad jokes. They're just bad. <laughs> uh, anyways, we hope you enjoy our uh, analysis of these films and why, which movie is the best and why we thought it was the best, uh, what we did not like. Um, and with that said, here's the, again, because <laughs> it's Hell Month. Unique intro that Kevin yes. has made just for you. It's gonna be spooky. Can we get out of here? No, I'm enjoying this. Well, I can't watch. Excuse me. Scrawled in blood. What's it say? See you next Wednesday. Welcome to my movies better. Zombies. It's totally a movie. It's not funny. You were scared, weren't you? I wasn't that scared. Now that you have learned what you have learned, it would be well for you to return to your own country. I prefer to remain and protect those whom you would destroy. You are too late. My blood now flows through your veins. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil. Yo, she bitch. Let's go.
All right. So, uh, last week we ran a little long, but it was great. Yeah. I had a great time. We had a good time talking about it. It was my movie's better mania one. It was yeah. the first one. It was also our fifth anniversary. Yeah. The granddaddy of them all. <laughs> By fifth anniversary, I mean it was our fifth episode, not yes. five years. Uh, a whole five weeks, a month and a week. Um, it's a lot harder than you guys think. Yeah. <laughs> on, on the fly, I just decided... Why don't we get into some movie news? Let's talk about movie-related things, and let's address our homies in the group and All what right. they've been bringing to the table. Uh, and and so we just started doing it. We just recorded it, changing it up a little bit this week, and we're going to do it ahead of time. All right. So before we get into uh, talking about the movies for the theme this week of zombies, let's uh, let's talk about anything you want to get into yeah. related to movies, maybe, before yeah. I get into the group? Death. Um, well... I don't really have anything off the top of my head for new movie stuff, mm-hmm. but there is one thing I'd like to talk to talk about, but I don't know if we should maybe save it for next week, because it's about the aliens thing, so I think I'm going to save that for next week, but um, I, it, there's been a lot of really, really good chat on the group there's been a lot of good stuff coming up i would like to talk about one thing in particular as like a psa just Mm -hmm. off the bat like you mentioned it's hell month it's october we're getting spooky go see the fucking movie murder party all right that's really weird because that's one of the first things i wanted to talk about awesome all right you really got to see this movie i want to give a shout out to my good friend samantha rowe out there in arizona um, she is the person who told me to watch this movie. Uh, and, me as well. Yes, and thank you, Samantha, because I fucking love. I will give Park. you the official statement. Yes, she said, "Folks, one of my absolute favorites from the past, and this is good for you guys to hear if you are listening not in the group. Uh, from the past fifteen years, is now on Netflix. Murder Party." I'm a huge horror fan, and I love when a horror film turns on itself in a satirical way. If you like comedy, cardboard, or gore with a purpose, this one might be for you. 2007, an hour and 19 minutes, directed by Jeremy Saulnier. Is that how you pronounce it? I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce pretty it. Pretty much. Uh, he's the guy that did the fucking fantastic two films of Green Room and Blue Ruin. Also, yes. go watch those. Yes. She says, you can thank me later. Kiss face emoji. And I am thanking you very yes, much. Same uh, here. To add to that, it was uh, me and cousin Bruce watched it. Both loved it. Uh, to add to that, Derek Fay uh, also, I, I guess he missed that one, uh, which is, there's a lot of posts in this group. It's, it's easy. Oh, yeah. He also posted the poster of Murder Party and wrote, if you haven't done so yet, check out Murder Party. It's Jeremy Saulnier's Blue Ruin Green Room. First feature, and it's a blast. It's also on Shutter. So if you have Shutter and you yes. don't have uh, Netflix. Um, also, if you don't have either of those and you just want to pay a one-time fee of like, I think it's like $4 in HD, you can watch on Amazon Prime. Uh, to add to that, more recently, it now says, within the last uh, few minutes, actually, I believe, no, within the hour, Larry Fisherman has posted, boo, Yankees, because he has a Yankees logo in his thing. I'm just throwing that out there. Fuck the Yankees. Uh, he wrote, this better be good, whoever recommended it. And it says he's currently watching murder party uh so maybe next week we'll address how he felt about it so yes it's on netflix it's on shutter it's on amazon prime you should definitely go give it a listen uh it's it's fun it's really 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 fun it's fantastic yeah um and like i will say that when i first started watching it i like 
just shut it off because I was like, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't know about this right now. Mm-hmm. And and Samantha was like talking about it and telling me I should really watch it and give it another chance. Well, a first chance really, because I only watched about ten minutes, and I did, and I fucking loved it. And I don't think I shut it off because I didn't think it was gonna be good. It was just like. I don't know. If you've seen it, you'll kind of get what I'm saying. It, it starts to feel like, oh, I'm about to watch one of those cheap B-movies with like kind of no direction. This is yeah. going to have violence to make me go, oh, okay. Yeah, it almost is like camcorder camera. Like, yeah. It's, it's very, very low budge, but that... It picks up real quick. You don't even realize the quality. Oh, my quality. God. It picks up so... It's like a film that like I was like punching myself in the face while I was watching it later. Like, why didn't you finish this earlier? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it was so good. Um, um, so I definitely think, yeah, since it's the month of October, if you want a good ass fucking scary movie that it is a Halloween movie, uh, in its way, go ahead and watch yourself some murder party. Highly it's recommended. One of my favorite Halloween movies. Highly, highly recommended. I'm giving it a perfect score. That's Same how here. Fucking I awesome would too. Yeah. All right. So the movie I picked for Russell tonight is the 1999 Japanese horror film, Wild Zero. Directed by Tetsuro Takuchi. And this film stars the legendary Japanese punk rock band Guitar Wolf, Masashi Endo, and Satachi Kwancharu. And it is a fucking ridiculous ass movie. And you're about to hear a little bit about that, a little bit of that in this trailer. So I'm going to give you a warning right here. There's about to be a bit of feedback and loud, loud ass music. So here's your warning to turn your podcast down if you're, if you don't want your headphones to blow your ears or, I don't know, wake somebody up. Anyway, here is the trailer for Wild Zero. So wild zero, Russell. You're very stoic, sitting over there. Yeah. You you didn't like this film. <laughs> I I could already tell from your texts. Yeah. Why don't you tell me <laughs> what this film is about from your recollection? Okay, so it's my job 
to explain this movie. Yes. You picked it. I have no fucking idea what it's about. I know well, that there's the, a rock band. If you were going to tell somebody like what you had just watched, what would how would you what, like if you're going to genreize it in longer than just saying it's a movie about zombies. In genre. I I honestly have no fucking idea. I don't know if it was intentionally a comedy. Yes. It was. Okay. It didn't cuz it was like there's just a lot of irony in it and it was just weird to me. There's okay. uh to sum up uh there's a scene in this movie where uh a singer of a punk yes. band yes if named punk, Guitar Wolf yes turns his take realizes uh re- reveals that his guitar was a sword and he stands on a roof and cuts a mothership in half yes, yes he does and all the zombies that were fighting on the ground as a man in Daisy Dukes was shooting electric beams out of his eyes. Yes. All the zombies, the blue zombies, died because the mothership got cut in half. Yes, correct. That's it. I, I so can't th- really, like, that's, that can really sum up the whole movie for me. I, that, that, I have no so, idea what the fuck was going on. It sounds awesome. Yes. But it, when you see it, you're either me or Kevin. You, you think, really are. Yeah. Or you think like me, and I'm like, what? Why, man? So this is a B movie to it's it's even further than a B movie. It's what they call trash cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not gonna try to act like I know exactly all the history of what that term means, but for the most part, any film that I've ever seen that was a, called trash cinema, another great example is Toxic Avenger, or any yeah. of the uh, trauma films is basically B-movies that are made for the shoestringiest of shoestring budgets and in, and are a attempt to make anti-film, essentially. Um, not to go as far as actual anti-film, like, say, fucking Andy Warhol, you know, making a movie about a guy sleeping all night, which is a real thing and not something I'd advise watching because it's boring as fuck. But that's that's a movement. Obviously, he's trying to say something with this. And these movies, they are they're doing a similar thing, but with a totally different style of film. So Wild Zero to me is a movie that is about not about the things uh, that the the tertiary things that are in it, like say zombies and aliens. At its core, it's a movie about two particular things. One of them. Would I would would I would say is punk rock rock and roll spirit or whatever, which is alive. <laughs> yes, in this movie. But the more important thing is love. This movie is about true love, and that is not just shown in the main character, but it's also shown in a couple different scenes with some of the side characters, like for instance, the two people who become zombies yeah. and then find each other. Right, and Toshi. I, Yes, Toshi. Yeah. I thought it was interesting in that way, too, because, again, we found some movies that have some common threads that obviously is pretty much what Warm Bodies is, a zombie love story. Yeah. Um, but this movie also did something that for 1999, which, when it, which is when it came out, was pretty much unprecedented. It's pretty much unprecedented today. And I'm just going to cut right to it before we even start talking about what happens in the movie. Because it's pretty much the most important part of the movie. 
the uh, damsel in distress character in this movie is a transgender woman. Um, and that is mentioned once and then it doesn't matter. And I think it is one of the, it's probably the best thing about this film is that it was trying to be a punk film in the sense that it was spitting right in the face of Japanese tradition and Japanese, uh, you know, popular ideas of what was right and wrong at the time and about sexuality and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I've, I've read a couple articles on it and they basically, you know, kind of said exactly what I was feeling when I saw it. It's like, it's, it's something that I know shocks people when they see it or when they, when they get to that point in the movie where it's revealed that this character is a male or was born a male, I should say, is a transgender woman. And, uh, it, but it, it's not important because as Guitar Wolf tells our hero, love has no boundaries, borders, or nationalities. And because, or genders. Or genders, right. And because he's found true love, it doesn't matter what the other person's gender might have been at some point or whatever, you know, they're packing in their pants, for lack of a better <laughs> term. Uh, because he's, he's in love. And... That, I think, is really important because it's doing some... I mean, there's no other film that even really comes close. You know, The the Crying Game doesn't take that sort of stance with uh, the same sort of material. So I think that's really important. This movie is really fucking weird. And that's <laughs> maybe the least weird thing about it when I have you to really say, think about it. Uh, that's an understatement. It is, yes. This is, like Russell, like you explained, this is a movie about a band, and mm -hmm. I'm, they're a real band. You yeah, can, Guitar Wolf? Yeah, I would, again, I would, you already heard them in the trailer, but I would suggest turning your headphones down if you go listen to them. They are a very loud noise punk rock band. They are a real band, like we said, they've released several, it was like 11 fucking CDs. They've been around since way before that, and... They are apparently superheroes in this movie who have special powers. And our main character, Ace, who is a young man who loves rock and roll. And who, in my opinion, in a movie full of terrible acting, is one of the two good actors in this entire movie. He's really good. Yeah, he's really he's good. He's very charismatic. I, who's, who's number two, the bad guy? The main bad guy. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Do I don't remember? know, but the, 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 he's he the He wears club the short owner. shorts and shit. Yeah. I think that, that, that weird, like sexually ambiguous over-the-top laughter and all that shit up until the weird electric yeah eye thing yeah. i think everything that guy did was like this is crazy this guy's well, bad e guy even right before that when he finally takes his like dutch boy wig bob wig off. yeah i forgot he takes the wig off for that yep. weird electric scene um his wig is part of it's the the part of the of his character that exactly. I enjoyed. Yeah, the Bob. <laughs> but, but it's also, I think, part of it, it's like stripping away that part of his character. You know, that's mm -hmm. part of his menacingness. Um, again, it, it, on the group, I'll put up a picture for you guys so you can see. But I, I would suggest, I would suggest checking out this movie, maybe not watching it, if mm -hmm. you're not into really fucking crazy, like, B-movie type stuff that's, that makes almost well, no sense. It, it's, that's not even my reason for not liking it. I just, there was a lot, it was too hard to, to comprehend a lot of the shit that was going on for me. I like, yeah, 
little things that made me like get like why like when the zombies were hovering over the the girl in the movie they oh, just yeah, kind of yeah. hovered over her and just kept on groaning and not actually touching her yeah and then there was, was like a, a scene where the the dude uses his uh gun that shoots exploding things before he has the electric eyeball power there's three sets of windows and they're in the middle he blows up the first one then he blows up the third one then he gets in a fight with the main guy of Guitar Wolf, whose name is Guitar yeah, Wolf. Guitar Wolf. Yeah, well, let's just get away. It's Guitar Wolf, Bass Wolf, and Drum Wolf. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Guitar Wolf is now distracting this guy, and they get in a fight, and then he does something else. And while that's happening, the bad guy shoots the middle window, which the other girl in this movie, who is walking around in a romper bikini thing with a with a collar yeah this se- i don't know what you would call secret it. agent or perhaps well i don't i can never tell if she, is she supposed to be a secret agent or perhaps an arms dealer she's or, somebody bad yeah she, she's she definitely does something s- sketchy because she gets tricked into thinking there's gold inside the zombies so she's going to kill right. them all well she's but she's not wrong they're not wrong about that we'll get to that but there is gold inside the zombies you might have missed that point no i uh, when when they reach into the neck and yeah, pull it out okay no he already had the gold Oh, okay. He had the gold like yeah, long yeah, before yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's when he said, uh, that gold ball you have isn't worth anything. I duped you. I tricked you. The bad guy yells that. <laughs> Guitar Wolf looks over at the girl who thinks that he pulled the gold out of a dead zombie so she would kill everything. Right. Uh, goes, you double-crossed me! And he just jumps out the window and like avoids her, lands on his feet. Well, anyways, the third window that she is in, he then shoots and explodes and she like flinches like she's going to die. And then, like, 10, 20 seconds later, when they go back to her, she's just sitting in a dark room where there's no fire or explosions. That's the same exact spot she was in. Right. With the window right there and everything. Little things like that were like, why? And then the zombies, like, d- disguising their voices at the gate. So, I'm not a zombie. I have a yeah. zombie voice, but I'm a right. you know, like, What the that fuck was, are you doing? Yeah, that was the guy who got, they got caught in the car where they were driving there. Yeah. yeah there's also, there's not a whole lot of, um... What I would call narrative cohesion. Yeah, they don't even try to explain what's happening. They don't even get into, hey, is there zombies around? And then then the uh, Guitar Wolf, you know, destroying the spaceship. What made him... Nobody even said anything about any of this. Nobody. He just went, oh, there's spaceships in the sky. Nobody's even addressing there's spaceships in the sky. He just eventually goes, I'm going to cut one of these in half. Well, yeah, but what else would you do in that situation? Are you going to be like, hey, guys, there's spaceships in the sky. It's fucking like, aliens no, and zombies. It's like, no shit, dude. we got to do something about yeah, it. Yeah, everybody to, just like... kind of accepted there was zombies and aliens. It was fucking weird. Yeah. Well, um, I also, I think that that's actually one of the things I like about the film, at least early on, is that it's one of those films that has like a slow build to uh, the actual reveal of... Well, there's two reveals, I guess, of, of the zombies and then the aliens, as we already said. So basically... The aliens are just there, right? In the opening credits, a whole bunch of Well, yeah, you see so the spaceships like, already. So, but uh, it's like everybody's just, you know, like basically the way the movie plays out is it's like the band is at, at you know, a gig for mm-hmm. this evil fucking club owner who's uh, having a guy assault a woman for him and then, like, making her do drugs. And Guitar Wolf goes up to talk to him and they're like you're a fucking pervert and attack him and there's this standoff they're all holding guns and then ace has also decided he's gonna go talk to the club owner um and he goes up there opens the door and ends up helping i guess and evening the odds enough that guitar wolf doesn't get killed and they they um 
end up shooting the fucking club owner's hand and like shooting some of his fingers off. But before they do that, they shoot that guy's right hand man oh, in the yep. head, and his head is gone. Yep, from his a head pistol. explodes. Yeah, that just happens. like a lot of the zombies. Yeah, it happens a lot in this movie. They shoot and people's heads off with yeah, pistols. Yeah. Well, because it's going for that style. I think this is trying to go for the style of of 60s and 70s B-movies that were taking place in the 50s and had like that sort of like wild at heart type James Dean characters, leather jackets, motorcycles, people being like, I'm badass, bam. Like the shit that... Rockabilly. Yeah, but also the stuff that like Quentin Tarantino would have been into, that like gritty, grimy crime movies. I think it has a bit of that. Imagine if the dude who made... Beyond the Black Rainbow and Mandy made a modern version of this and actually tried to tell the story while it was happening. That'd be interesting. That'd be a crazy concept. Because there's no... Because I am not against yeah. aliens coming down to Earth and making zombies come back to life while a, a punk band fights them off. Right. That sounds fucking awesome when you explain that, but then when I watched it, I was like, there's so much that... Well, because this movie also... There's one thing this movie does not have that almost every other film ever has and that's that's lots and lots and lots of exposition Mm -hmm. where they have to be like this is why the aliens are here Mm -hmm. this is why the zombies are here this film says fuck you exposition the only it's it's the perfect example maybe other than for a really good example that's a good movie is no country for old men right show don't tell the movie never tells you it shows you what's going on um, yeah, and in the meantime, there's a lot of subtext. Yes, there there's is a lot, lot of the, there's like yeah. a ton of side stories happening at once, and you don't know how right, they're all tied right. together. Well, because until like so, about halfway through the movie, yeah. So Ace becomes a blood brother of mm-hmm. Guitar Wolf, and they give him a whistle and tell him, "Whenever you need us, you'll we'll be there. Blow the whistle." And Can then I address he, that? Yeah, of course. He shows up like three or four times as like a voice in his head, mm-hmm. but like it is Guitar Wolf doing it. It's not like he's imagining him for his own self. Although, it could be interpreted as that, but they don't explain. That's exactly. It could be interpreted as this is, uh, he's just going, what would GW the, do? The power of rock and roll is magic. That's what that's what they're saying, I think. So, WWGWD, yeah. what would Guitar Wolf do? What would Guitar Wolf do? And, and so, he plays those images in his head, Guitar right. Wolf looking at him and saying these things. But, it could also be, he really showed up. Yeah. Here's the thing. He says, blow this whistle, and we'll find you. He blew the whistle... He heard the whistle, Guitar Wolf, and then he took forever, forever to show up. This dude, like, his girl almost died. They gotta drive there. On motorcycles. Well, he drives on a motorcycle. The rest of the band drives in a a car car, and takes along Toshi and her boyfriend. Yeah. I also will point out right here, since it just pops into my head, that Bass Wolf Billy is actually his real name. Or, Mm -hmm. well, I don't know if that's his real name, but the guy who plays Bass Wolf, he has passed away. And That's it was sad. really sad. He died at age 38. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Overdose? Uh, not an overdose, but it was due to drinking and smoking. It was due to complications. I think he, I'm not sure if he had cancer, but there wasn't a lot yeah. of, it's not hard to find information about this band and this movie online. So, but I do know he has passed It's hard away. to find the movie itself, right. though. Um, I had to watch it at he's the, rip right, right. on a website through a PlayStation. Right. He's the he would be the one who uh he's the one who talks the most out of the other two guys, mm-hmm. um and he's a bass player. But anyway, so yeah, they become blood brothers. Ace goes off on his merry way. So does Guitar Wolf. He ends up meeting uh Tobio, 
who is right. the the damsel in distress. He we also introduced to a couple of like loser thieves who are trying to run around and like rob gas stations and and they're like they're like dumb kids almost I yeah. think they're supposed to kind of be, and they're sort of they're sort of like running contingent to the story, um, and there's two of them who are together. And they run into some of the zombies, and that's kind of how you're introduced to the fact that there's some fucking zombies out here, yeah. apparently. And uh, nobody knows quite what's going on. So as the zombie threat starts to become more and more evident in the movie, um, all of these these different characters we've mentioned are drawn together. So you have Ace, you have these thieves, these young right. thieves, and who are now just the... the the boyfriend and girlfriend, and you have the um, the woman you're talking about in the weird clothing, the arms dealer, I'll call right. it for lack of a better word. And, of course, finally, because there's so many times in this movie where I'm like, blow the fucking whistle. You, you should yeah. blow the whistle right now. But it's also, I think, maybe you could explain it by, well, he doesn't think Guitar Wolf's actually going to show up. Like, right. But uh, just sit there so, casually blowing the whistle like out of like, desperation. Right. That's true, that's true. But so eventually, yes, Guitar Wolf also joins them, and they're like, all right, there's fucking zombies. We got to go after them. And in between that is the thing I already mentioned. Uh, we find out that Tobio is a transgender woman, and it's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Uh, Ace finds this out and is obviously confused, and he he does what you would expect in, the, in a movie to do or maybe a person to do. He reacts pretty strongly towards it he runs away he's like oh my god anything but this and that's like when you said uh guitar wolf the guitar wolf mm-hmm. only him appears in front of them and tells him love has no borders nationalities or genders yep do it rock and roll and ace goes you're right i am in love but it's not quite that easy and so he's still gotta save the girl he's still gotta fight you know, these zombies. And then, like you said earlier, we also find out that there's also aliens, and the aliens sent a meteorite that made the zombies, and that's that it's a precursor to an alien invasion. Mm-hmm. And then they, f- then they fight, then they fight the aliens, mm-hmm. and Guitar Wolf cuts the mothership in half, and with a sword. Yes, with a sword. All the aliens collapse. In his guitar. And the, and the zombies, yes, collapse. Yeah, the zombies collapse. And the aliens leave. And the day is saved. And Ace and Tobio can be in love. But also... That's the first time we even said her name. Yeah, No, I said it I said it a couple times. Oh, okay. I, I forgot her also, name. Also, before that, before the zombies fall, mm-hmm. also we see that for, for, out of, what was it, Toshi and... Toshi, I forget the... Yeah, the name. woman's name. But... So, or that, I'm sorry, Toshi was a woman, you're right. Yeah. So the, the, the two thieves, uh, one of them gets turned, the, the man gets turned into a, a zombie earlier on in the film and ends up wandering around Hanako. He keeps saying, Hanako, he's yeah, looking yeah, yeah. for her. And of course, she also gets bit, turns into a zombie. Oh, yeah, he is Toshi. No, yeah, I can he's picture Toshi, her saying yep. it. And then they find each other and they kiss. And I thought that was interesting because I was like, wait a minute, were these the same zombies from Warm Bodies who, spoiler alert, could be turned back into humans with just a little bit of love? But we never find that out because they kill them. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's basically how Wild Zero ends with everybody going off their own way 
and to be punk rock and live a rock and roll spirit. I mean, there's actually about five times in the movie where Guitar Wolf himself, and I think more than that where other people do it, but where just Guitar Wolf goes, rock and roll! For some <laughs> screaming yeah, he rock just yells roll. rock and roll. And uh, I really like this movie, but it's not, I would say, it's, it's a movie I wouldn't just like put on. I'll say that much. It's not a movie I could just sit down at any time and watch. I have yeah. to be in the right mood, in the right f- uh, mind frame. I understand what you're saying. You know, to watch this movie. Because it's, it's a movie that, like, you could watch scenes of it on, like, a breakdown of, like, the best scenes. Yeah. And that would probably be more enjoyable overall than the whole length of the movie. But, I mean, it's got a really good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You know, it... it aside from if you're not into Guitar Wolf. But the other stuff that isn't Guitar Wolf on it is perfectly done. The scene... There's a random song that plays once in a while. It's a very somber, quiet song that's in English. And it's the song that plays when he's about, when he's talking to her before she reveals... Yeah. Yeah. That and, uh, is an amazing song. It comes back again, but the other thing, too, is that that song, for some reason, reminds me of the band playing throughout There's Something About Mary. There's just <laughs> something about Mary. Right, like right. It's, for some reason, it has that same kind of... Like almost, almost like uh, Morrissey sounding. Yeah, kind of yeah, a little bit. It's yeah. Really weird. I get that. So yeah, um, that's that's really the whole synopsis of the movie. Um, I would definitely say it. It for again, for what it is, and for what the amount of money they spent to make it, and for the time it came out in Japanese cinema. It came out the same year as, I know I asked you this before, you've never seen Audition, but it came out the same year as Audition, which was uh, Takeshi Miike's first major big film. And and it was also around the same time as that freaking movie that was, it was like the guy who did Rings and the Mm. guy who did uh, The Grudge. And it was a couple directors and it was like a bunch of short Japanese movies. Have you ever heard of the short film Boxes? You'd know it if I said it immediately. It's fucking crazy. But it was, so like, it was part of this like era of Japanese horror where things were getting over the top in all of it. Even the serious stuff. Like Audition is super serious, but also way over the top at the same time. And this film, if there was any film that could be, that I would show to somebody if I wanted to show to them like uh, trash, gore, cinema, or, or, um... Just like a B movie that that completely takes everything you know about movies and throws it away, mm-hmm. I would pick this movie. I would yeah. be like, you gotta watch this movie. You, if you want to see something that's like ridiculous and out of control and and is made to be the antithesis of film, then watch this movie. If you don't, don't. <laughs> yeah, I would say if you feel that way, me personally would watch Toxic Avenger or like Reanimator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I there's was... a girl who's in our group who hasn't posted anything. Uh, we dated way, way back in the day. Uh, her name is Linda. Uh, one time she just said, I, I want to watch that. And it was on like whatever there was for on demand. You're talking about Reanimator? Or... No, uh, Toxic Avenger. Oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> even though I only liked the first one, I couldn't stand the ones after that. I literally stayed up. She passed out halfway through like the first movie. I stayed up all night watching yeah. All those movies. They're good, man. All, they're, they're not good. good. The first one was good. The rest well, are passable. 
Depends on what your definition of good is. <laughs> yeah. Or what you're looking for. It was good for what you wanted, or you right. wouldn't have sat there and watched them. And I think that that's kind of what I would say about this movie. It's think, a movie that keeps you, its ridiculousness keeps you, can either, I guess, keep you guessing and keep you wondering or just make you be like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So it's like, definitely, it's definitely a tough call. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think we should uh, move on now. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're done <laughs> chatting about it's Wild over. Zero. We but don't, back up guys, it. never forget, rock and roll. Yeah, rock and roll. Rock and roll. So uh, this is fun because this this will be good for anybody who is not in the group that is listening. Uh, join the group because we have a gentleman who uh, could use some of your recommendations. Brenty Vixix. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to say your name. Good kid. He wrote, I'm watching a horror movie every day this month. Fuck yeah. I'm trying to focus on newer releases and slash or foreign films this year. So far, I've watched The Witch, Oculus. Ugh, not good. Uh, the Wailing, It Follows, pretty fucking yep. cool concept. And tomorrow, which I'm really stoked for him, tomorrow he'll be watching As Above, So Below Ooh. from 2014, which yeah. is a pretty good one. Oh, he already did see it. Why is he watching it then? <laughs> which I wrote a long-form review slash essay on that can be found here. Uh, join the group so you can click that link and also recommend some good movies for him. Uh, I got one for him right now, but he may have already seen it. Mm -hmm. There's a chance. Um, I think probably one of the most underrated horror movies, maybe of all time, mm -hmm. is a movie that we may be covering next week. It's called The Thing. Watch that one in your cycle. Yeah, throw the thing in there, yeah. especially since we're going to be talking about it on the exactly. next week. Possibly. Exactly. Um, Larry Fisherman. Uh, wrote still holds up if you disagree sorry you have a shitty outlook on life I can't tell you who it is without spoiling it so uh, it it's just somebody beauty. saying she begged for her life oh right 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 which is turns into what's in the box yeah, or and, wrong yeah. Kevin Spacey character yeah uh, seven what oh I suppose, I'm pretty sure that's oh. a spoiler oh it was it could be wrong um, well fuck you if you haven't seen it go fuck yourself <laughs> you should have seen it by now um uh, Nick Parker asked, choose one and say why. It's between Gummo and Kids. Uh, I did comment on this. Um, I like both those movies. Uh, even though, have you ever seen Gummo? No, I haven't. I, think, yeah, we, I voted Kids specifically I, because I haven't seen Gummo. I, which is I, kind of cheap, but it is. I it. spared you a little bit. Um, I don't think you would have... I don't know if you would have liked Gummo or not. It's definitely kind of in the more in the realm of Wild Zero, not as crazy in some ways, but more crazy in others. Um, I wrote the word cats for the reason why I picked kids. Mm -hmm. There are several cats who get killed by kids in Gummo, and that was always the thing that I couldn't get over with it. 
Uh, Samantha actually had a great comment on I it. I don't want to see it because of that. Yeah, that's uh, it's tough, man. Let's put a little spoiler out there for the real world stuff, shoot stuff. Me and Kevin are uh, secretly making music. Yeah. And we have a cat on the cover of yeah. one of the albums. And it's a. So just throwing that out yeah. there. And I, mean, I love cats. I mean, no cat, obviously. <laughs> was know, really harmed. Uh, Harmony. Unlike Corrine. in yeah. Aguirre with the monkey. Yeah, true. Definitely exactly. harmed. <laughs> yeah. Har- Harmony Corrine obviously didn't kill any cats. But yeah. it's it's just how it, I don't know. The movie itself, it's a little bit more um, stream of consciousness than Kids is, even though Kids is pretty much like that too. Uh, I just thought Kids was a better movie, but not by much. They're mm-hmm. they're both very very good, and I both I think that they're both movies that like you should see. And like I said, I almost picked it for coming of age. I just decided to save it, um, and kind of didn't want to make you watch cats <laughs> getting killed in the movie by like thirteen year old kids. All right, so my pick was 2013's drama romance. It's horror, Jason. It counts. Uh, Warm Bodies. Uh, It stars Nicholas Holt, Teresa Palmer, John Malkovich, with a brief appearance, probably the top build guy in this, Dave Franco, and also supporting cast Annalie Tipton and Rob Corddry. Uh, I picked this movie just basically because I thought it was uh, weird, and also I liked it, and Kevin hasn't seen it. I have no other explanation for this. Well, and it is definitely a zombie movie. What's the whole point, right? It's going to have to do with zombies. Uh, So anyways, here is the trailer for Warm Bodies. What am I doing with my life? I just want to connect. Why can't I connect with people? Oh, right. It's because I'm dead. I wish I could introduce myself, but I don't remember my name. I think it started with an R. That's all I have left. Kind of a bummer. I shouldn't be so hard on myself. I mean, we're all dead. This is my best friend. We even have almost conversations sometimes. They call these guys bonies. They'll eat anything with a heartbeat. I mean, I will too, but... At least I'm conflicted about it. Nice watch. human again oh my god is that him yeah set you started something here whatever it is that you two have it's infecting the others dad they're somehow curing themselves they are not curing themselves Everything. We're seeing corpses fighting skeletons, sir. Because we shoot. Shoot this! 
Because you could be 20-something, but you could also be a teenager, you know, you have one of those faces. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep rolling, rolling. Oh, wait, that was last week. <sighs> All right, talk about Warm Bodies. All right, Warm Bodies is a movie. And I will say this right off the bat because um, I think this is really important about this film. This is maybe the most unique zombie film ever made. Mm. Um, it totally turns the genre on its head and does something that n I don't think any other zombie film really has ever done. Listeners, I hope you can bring me another movie that does the same thing, that turns the zombie story into a love story and puts the zombie as the main character. Mm -hmm. um, which I thought was dumb at first and then grew on me. Right. This this movie took me two watches to watch throughs to appreciate what it was doing. Um I would definitely consider it a comedy more than anything else. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. And well, it's and it also comes from a it has a definitely has a comedy background. Obviously you mentioned Rob Corddry who uh you know was made famous by the Daily Show. Right. One of the first people to to get famous off, <coughs> excuse me, off the Daily Show like Colbert. Um, well, Stephen Carell was definitely the first. Oh, you're right, it was Carell. Even though Stephen Carell, just side track real quick, Steve Carell's like first claim to fame was, um, what's his name that plays Garth, Dana Carvey. Yeah, had a, the Dana Carvey show, which is like if you're, I like the Dana Carvey <laughs> it was show. A fucking yeah. weird ass show. He was uh, a staple on that. Yep, yep. Um, but but but. Daily yeah. shows where he got recognized, and then he did Forty Old Virgin, and right? It blew up. Yeah, it was kind of like him, then Colbert, then Cordry. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he's he's a very funny guy. I like a lot of stuff that he's done. Um, Hot Top Time Machine. Yeah. Actually, I'm wearing a shirt right now. You guys can't see it. It's uh, How Did This Get Made? Um, which is a great podcast. That's only, it's about terrible, terrible movies. When and they're asking how the hell did this get made? Uh, the ep I don't remember what movies they were doing in them but there's a couple episodes of rob cordry they're really fucking funny he's really yeah, he's funny hilarious. he kind of does uh, a similar thing to what louis ck does but not as over the not as like like dis disgusting as louis does but he does a definitely thing like he's he does a similar thing where he, like he he kind of makes fun of being a dad and it yeah. like goes hard on his kids. He like makes fun of his kids, but he does it in a way that's just so it's funnier, I think, than what Louis does. But anyway, this movie is essentially a love story. It's it's yeah. It's, as I said in the intro, it's it's listed as a drama and romance. Yeah, yeah, definitely a romance. But it's really funny. That's like and, saying uh, "knocked up" as a drama romance in a sense. Right. Right. It's like kind yeah. Of, but it's funny. It, yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> it's definitely comedy at first. And it, it's definitely going for that. I mean, there's that line early on where he, like, does something. I don't remember what happens. But he does or says something stupid. And she is like, oh, that's weird. And he's like, oh, I wish I was dead, like, in his head. Because this whole movie is kind of played out with a voiceover. Yep. Our main character is a zombie, like we said. He does not speak. So you're given a internal monologue that is what he thinks 
in in his brain, but he's not able to communicate to the other people. Yeah, his name uh, doesn't get revealed until until like the end. Right? I, I don't think it, did it get revealed at all. I thought it was like Roberto or something really random. No, because no, she goes through a bunch of names at one point that start with R because he intro he only knows that his name started with R. Yeah. And so that's what he goes by, which I also thought was interesting because it's like there's a, Rob Corddry's M. So you have R and mm, yeah. you know, which I think was part of like the I really feel like this was a script that someone was like started writing a script about two zombies talking to each other. And it, it exploded into this movie because like the whole premise is kind of funny. It, it'd be cute for a skit. Or for uh, a short film, mm-hmm. you know, like what do two zombies think about the zombie apocalypse? You know, right? Um, and then it, it really expands from there, because like basically they they live in an airport. There's a settlement of humans. Yep. And and the zombies, uh, there's two types of zombies. There's you know the regular zombies who are like our main character who are. What you would expect from a zombie, they're shambling corpses, you know, with dead eyes and blood on their right. mouths. And then, and then there's the actual, yeah, like, the sketchy as fuck bonies. Right. Who are, like, run fast and they mm, scream. And, and they're, like, crazy. skeletal and, like, they have, like, shrunken skin and stuff. Yeah, they're, they're the scary guys. Mm-hmm. But they make it clear that the, the bonies don't really mess with the zombies. They just kind of... But they will. Out. Yeah, they will. They can. But they just kind of are like they're superior, and they and so if the zombies stay in their place, they just leave them alone. Um, but also, the zombies do need to eat. So there's a, one of my favorite scenes at the beginning when they're like, sometimes we remember words, and like the main character's like hungry, <laughs> and then and then Rob Corddry's like city, and they just start shambling off to go find somebody to eat. Um, and Around this time, you're also introduced to our our main, I guess you could say, the love interest, Julie, right. yep. who is the daughter of, it seems like the guy who like runs the human settlement, played mm-hmm. by John Malkovich, and her and a bunch of other young people, including James Franco's little brother, Dave, are being sent out to scavenge for medical supplies yep. in the wasteland. And it's also kind of seems from how they talk about the scene in the exposition that it's like a thing that that they that they do almost as a rite of passage, like they're trying. It's it's as much for them to uh, help the city as it is for them to learn how to live in the world they live in. Right. So of course these two paths cross and. Uh, the main love interest, Julie is seen by our main zombie R and he immediately is like, whoa, drawn to her and his heart beats for the first time. Like one single beat. One single beat, yep. And her boyfriend shoots him, Dave Franco shoots him and he attacks him and eats him and eats his brain and begins to see his memories of the girl and falls even deeper in love with her yeah this of course leads to a bunch of the 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 kids getting killed and a few of them escaping and him ending up with her and she is basically stuck with him so he has to he he uses some of his scent uses some 
gross crap wipes down her face yeah. to hide her from the zombies and brings so her back to his house. You gotta remember, she's really, uh, she's unconscious during all this. So right. she's gonna wake up in an airplane where... Well, it's our, no, because remember, they walk there. So she's not unconscious during that. I think they walk after. She doesn't know until she's... Okay, right. Because well, I remember there's wakes thing up where being knocked out on the airplane. They're like walking and he's like talking about how like oh the zombies they won't they won't notice they'll just think it's an another person came you know another member of the family yeah came to show up so they like he like walks her in because she also says later oh you walked me in you can walk me out so she does know that she was like you know brought there by him yeah but he and this was kind of the, the issue i had with the movie not really i guess it's more of an issue with the the screenwriter of the movie it 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 seemed kind of weird to me why she would ever fall in love for this with this guy, especially when later on he reveals to her like, yeah, I, I'm the one who killed your boyfriend. Yeah. And then she's kind of like, oh, that's terrible. But then also, I think I've been waiting for this day forever. And it's like she just brushes off everything. It's like she's so into him. Yeah. And that doesn't make sense because he's a fucking zombie. And but as he's, his heart is slowly beating, and he's really nice to her. Yeah, but she doesn't really know that until like way later, because like but he's, he's talking. But also, there's like the thing where she he's trying to keep her there. Like, remember, she's like, "So when can I leave?" Basically, and he's like, "Oh no, I she's I got to keep her here." And, and he he's does like, not because of him, his heart and stuff, but because. She do, he doesn't want her to get eaten. No, I get that. He doesn't. also doesn't want her to get eaten. He also yeah. doesn't want her to leave. He right. knows he could walk her out. Because remember, he's like, i got to keep her here a couple more days. Just say something. And he's like, no, not ready. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll notice or something. Yeah. And so he's, like, actively lying to her to keep her around. Yeah, major plot point here. She, he slowly is learning some words are coming back to him. Right. And he's slowly, the sentences are getting more and more complete throughout the... Right. And like she puts on Hungry Heart by Bruce by Bruce Springsteen. He's like, oh, my God, I'm becoming more human. I did love how the makeup artists and and they, they really they showed you that on screen. You know, yeah, what I mean, you could was... see him becoming less pale. His eyes, you know, he became more human <clears throat> as the film went on. Yeah. I mean, so much so that eventually she brings him back. And he blends in. Right, and he blends in. uh, Annie Lee Tipton's character, Nora, Mm -hmm. uh, helps make him up. And then they kind of, then she was like, like, Annie Lee Tipton was like, I would do him. (laughs) This movie has a makeover for a zombie scene. It has a, yeah, yeah, makeover montage. Yeah, sorry to disappoint. This is only PG-13. There's like, there's no swears or anything to make up for how silly this sounds. No, I honestly, I, I, again, I watched it twice and then today i just kind of like put it on in the background listening to it i don't remember like any swears maybe yeah. there was maybe there was an s word maybe there's a shit here or there mm-hmm. or an ass here or there but like yeah there i don't remember any fucks i don't remember any any big swear words at all so right but i, I mean i i think that this movie worked for what it had I think that's maybe the best thing I, I can say about it is that like it really took a a it went in a direction that zombie movies don't normally go, obviously. Right. But it did it with gravitas. It did it with with the right kind of grace, mm-hmm. and it it also 
I think it being a dramatic comedy like it is, yeah, it understood that from the start that it was not a you know a normal zombie movie um because basically what happens is so she brings him back and and he starts to realize also that like rob cordry and the other zombie zombies are becoming more and more human because of interaction right him talking to rob cordry's character m like consistently starts making him start putting sentences together and realizing and then so uh, Cordry is kind of going off and, and spreading that. Right. Well, and because, yeah, there's the, the scene where where R has a dream mm-hmm. and, like, Perry is in it and, like, they're all taught, you know, he's, like, hanging out with, like, Julie's friends, basically. And then he sees Rob Cordry a little bit after that and he's like, I saw pictures in my head. And he's like, that's a dream. Like, so you, it's... The zombies yeah. don't sleep. Right. It's a big So they're point. starting to sleep, which means they're starting to come back. Of course, John Malkovich is like, nah, uh, that's bullshit. They're zombies. They killed your mom, Julie. They killed your boyfriend. This was another weird thing about this movie because I thought it was going to lead to something. So, in after all this shit goes down, she she uh, he gets caught, you know, and and the dad wants to fucking kill the zombies, and she's trying to be like, no, don't kill them. They're not zombies. They're coming back to they're humans. They're yeah. they're coming back. The dad is like. I had to shoot your mom in the head because he says like, it's going to end the same way. I'm going to shoot them in the head, just like your mother or something like that. And I was like thinking that was going to lead to something. Like I thought John Malkovich was going to end up being like the bad guy, like the real bad guy in the end. It was going to like, it it, it wouldn't have fit the movie for the rest of it. Now that I think about it, but it was like, it kind of felt like it was leading towards like you killed mom and she wasn't even really a zombie. And that never happened. Yeah. You know, you thought like, well, she was going to be like, dude, mom, you could have brought mom back. Like it was like, it kind of was like a big, it, it, I wish they hadn't phrased it the way they did. Like I wish Malkovich had just said she got killed by the zombies. Then you're like, okay, that makes sense. But it's like, no, no, I had to shoot her in the head. That like kind of made it really stick out to me more than anything else. And then it's never really resolved. Yeah. Well, that's part of the, the, I guess the lore of it all is, um, he's pretty much saying, this is that can't be possible. Like almost like a self doubt. Like you made you're telling me that I shot my wife for no right. reason. Like I could have just. But at the same time, the wife wouldn't have survived if she wasn't eating. No, and totally. So they would totally. have had to. You know I, I mean, mean, again, it's yeah, it's not something he would have been able to stop. But I just feel like there was like an emo. There was a a, a spot there right. that th- he should have had that realization. And I don't know if that really happened. I mean, he his realization is basically like, oh. So my daughter's got a boyfriend. And he's like, "Hey now, Mr. Boyfriend, I'm a I'm the dad of a daughter." And they had that little scene and I'm like, "But there's no scene where he's like, "Oh fuck, I killed my wife and she could be here today if we hadn't, yeah. you know." They probably didn't want us to be so down. Yeah, I think so. But again, that's why I would be like if I was editing the movie, I would have cut out that line. I would have mm-hmm. been like, "Just get that line out of there where it's like he's the one who fucking blew her brains out cuz that yeah. just feels like him realizing what was actually going on would have been harder for him. But anyway, so the uh, the Bonies also have started to hunt the other zombies because they're realizing they're becoming humans. And so now the zombies want to team up with the humans. Of course, at first, the humans are like, uh, no fucking way. Yeah. But after... 
R gets Sweet shot. Rock and roll song. Oh yeah, plays. rock and roll song does play too. But it's really because R gets shot and he starts bleeding. And she's like, and Julie's like, zombies don't bleed. And the dad is like, literally about to kill him. I think him. the dad is the one, not the dad, but maybe uh, Dave Franco's dad. It was not, not something like John that. Malkovich. I think it was either Malkovich or it was the other dude. There. Yeah. But one of them shoots him and they're like, oh shit, you're right. Zombies. And in the water, he starts bleeding out. Right. And they're like, zombies don't fucking bleed. So obviously something's going on. His heart's pumping. Right. And so that leads to the fucking zombies and the humans teaming up. To take out the bonies mm-hmm. without love, as he says in the movie, because that's something they're like, oh, we brought every back, everybody back with love, but we couldn't bring the bonies back with love. We killed them all. Yeah. And the other ones starved to death. Um, <laughs> and uh, they start reacclimating to life in the real world. It shows Rob Corddry finally getting some time to hit on a, a woman. Yeah. And... Uh, a lot of them are like play. Like, a lot of the zombies are, like, tied up a little bit still because they, mm-hmm. they're trying to, you know, feel them out first. And there's, like, they're playing softball. Right, right, right. Yeah, because <laughs> the guy, the, the ball keeps bouncing off him and then finally he catches it. Or, and he even gets all excited about right, it. Right, and Cordry's like, uh, you know, he's trying to open up his umbrella and the girl comes up and he's like, you know, sorry, I got these zombie fingers. Like, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's definitely showing it, like, oh, okay, people are starting to realize that, like, yeah, something happened, but these people are still human beings. And, and they can come back. Right. And uh, R and Julie live happily ever after. Um, you know what would be a crazy concept is if What's somebody that? revisited classic zombie movies and, and put this premise into the end of it, realizing, hey, all zombie films that you've ever seen, it was possible for them to become human again. Right. <laughs> Through love. Well, it is interesting because all... They're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> They're coming to get you, Barbara. And Barbara's like, I don't care. Hey, sweetie. And the zombie's like, what? Oh, hey. <laughs> but I, I do think it's interesting. All three of these movies did one thing. Like, they all had sort of little things in common. Um, but one, all three of the movies did one particular thing, which I thought was really interesting. They all mentioned another zombie movie. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to remember what each one did, but I know Warm Bodies did. I know they mentioned uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead. In Wild Zero, and they all yep. have that scene where they're like talking about it, and then Toshi's like, "Oh, I guess I should have watched that." Like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, same thing in Dead Snow, which also mentions a couple of zombie movies um, through their, which we'll get to in a sec, but it, through their film buff character. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I thought that was really interesting because these movies are all trying to make a statement about zombie movies. And what they mean, and what they mean going forward. Right. And I think it's interesting that they're all that all three of them picked a movie that was a pretty big, well-known zombie movie, because that's the one. It's like that's the one we're going after. We're ta- each one of these movies is taking on the genre in a different way. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you want to make the best movie, that's the best one. That's the one you have to top. You know. Right. So I did think that was cool. And I think this movie in particular had a lot of shout-outs to a lot of different stuff. It was a little bit all over the place. I'll say the soundtrack was dope, too, because of ours and Julie's love of music and playing records on the record player, which was a huge part. And that might be why he wanted to keep around, because she was showing him good songs and making him feel more and more human. Right. His blood was pumping more and more. Well, And like like we mentioned earlier, it has Hungry Heart, by Bruce Springsteen, it's good. Hungry, huh? That was Hungry Eyes, I think you were singing there, but... Yeah, I know. 
But um, it also has uh, Bruce Springsteen's not great. It also has uh, Guns N' Roses. Um, what's that fucking song called? Wait, Hungry Eyes is also a dude. Hungry Eyes. Yeah, I like. Um, it's, it's actually, <laughs> I don't know the words, but yeah. Yeah, Dirty Dancing. That's what that's from. I believe it's not actually Nobody Hungry Eyes. It's, it's, it's Hungry something else. Hungry Eyes, I thought was from. Uh, isn't that the Squidbillies parody, I think? But anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> We're getting too deep into this. This is a movie podcast. It's not track. a music podcast. Yeah. I don't, I'm not good. It did have really, it, you know, it featured Guns N' Roses, uh, featured a lot of records that didn't get played in the movie, but were in the, the scenes. Them. Yeah. Um, it also had a bunch of songs that were like so dating when the movie came out like it had it, olivia my girlfriend said at one point we were watching the movie the other day and she's like oh this shows you this movie came out in at this time and i'm like yeah it really does mm-hmm. it was when they're doing the makeover and they like she puts on some song and the and nora's like oh come on and then they put on like the the more modern song yeah like that particular song which i will put on in the background right here and you'll all go oh yeah i know that one i don't even know what it's called or who made who recorded or whatever i don't remember it so i don't know when you hear it you'll be like oh yeah i'm even gonna try to like uh, like uh make a, the noises that are in the song but anyway <laughs> yeah so warm bodies um that's i guess about that for what we gotta say about that unless you have anything else to say um i love you annalee tipton oh that's cute that's it okay bye bye So this is a, a new thing I'm going to introduce, mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully, we we at least have three weeks worth of quality. I mean, uh, of content here. Uh, your oh, friend Sarah Ryan, she's your friend because it says we're you're the only mutual friend we have on Facebook. Yes, uh, she's been posting reviews. Yeah. Before I get into them, she recommended her first post ever. Her she made a strong recommendation of watching Assassination Nation. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, something I will do. Uh, thank you. So she's posted a bunch of reviews. She's posted three reviews already. She watches, it looks yeah. like so far, classic horror movies, which yes. is perfect for October. Uh, so we're covered for the next three weeks. What was so the one she put the first up? one. Uh, Indestructible Man or something today? Uh, yep. She yeah. posted that uh, seven hours ago. Yeah. But that I'm going is to. fucking great. I'm going to start with her first original post and work my way up. Right. So uh, this week, uh, the official Sarah Ryan review yep. uh, for Invisible invaders with the yep. subtitle earth given 24 hours to surrender maybe we should have waited for next week for this one we're not going to i'm going to say it now uh it came out in 1959 and she says this movie was better than it had any right to be worth it for the modern progression of 
Millier's style, cinematic gimmicks, and the stop-motion animation alone. Earliest source I've seen, 1959, for both. The walk. Oh, maybe that's what it was from. Yeah. I don't know what year this actually came out. Earliest I've seen, 1959, for both The Walking Dead and that idea that Earth is monitored by unseen extraterrestrial beings who don't dig our weaponry and aims. Just like... She gives this... Just like, though... The Simpsons episode where Kang and Kodos did that, and like a movie we watched tonight, Wild Zero. Um, uh, Jeremy Ty, your buddy, added slightly earlier, 1951 sci-fi classic, postulating that our world is monitored by extraterrestrials who aren't thrilled with our violent ways. Also one of my all-time faves, which is The Day the Earth Stood yes, Still. Yes, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Um, Sarah's official score, Sarah Ryan gives Invisible Invaders an official score of three stars. Uh, and we will be back with another one next week. Yeah. Cool. I, I've seen that. It was a long time ago, and I was high on marijuana, I believe, while I watched it. Oh, so I don't remember much about it. Blasphemy. Yes. Kids don't smoke. Yeah, drugs are bad, yeah. especially marijuana. Smoke, kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I like uh, movies from that era have a certain charm that sometimes people don't understand. I remember this one funny story that happened to me one time. I tried to get a group of high school kids. I was also in high school at the time mm -hmm. to watch the movie, um, Vertigo, Alfred yes. Hitchcock's Vertigo. Yeah, no, they hated it. They couldn't get through the first scene <laughs> where Why? they're talking in the office because they were a bunch of high school kids and they didn't want to watch a movie like that. They didn't mm -hmm. understand what they were watching. You know, pacing has changed so much in film. Right. From then, so sometimes you watch an old movie and you're like, "Wow, this is literally 45 minutes in, and they're still like setting up the, the first main character." Like, "Wow, this is really a long movie," I guess. Um, so if you can get past that stuff, uh, I think there's a lot to enjoy. I think also what what Sarah does that's really great there. She's also looks really into what the movie did um, for other movies. You know, for the history of film. You know, like what tropes are <laughs> there you go that's actually gonna we said it later but that's the first time i said tropes in this episode but a lot of the things that it uses um have you know gone by the wayside by nowadays and so while they're harder to watch they're still they they created you know the the palette for everything that came later what birds well, am i talking about birds no i'm talking no about... no i'm saying i'm throwing that out there birds well you yeah, yeah that's a great yeah. example hell yeah yeah, um, a lot of what Hitchcock did actually mm -hmm. is definitely laid the groundwork for everything we see now. So, all right. So the listeners' pick this week was a little movie about Nazi zombies called Dead Snow. It is a 2009 Norwegian zombie splatter film directed by Tommy Vercola. And starring, and sorry if I butcher any of these names, Charlotte Frogner, Stig Frode Henriksen, Viger Hoel, Jep Lardsen, and Ivy Kasseth Rosten. The film centers on a group of students surviving a zombie Nazi attack in the mountains of Norway. So without further ado, here is the trailer for Toten Snowen, a.k.a. Dead Snow. Enjoy. Uh, my, my name is Martin Hogden. We're, uh, we're up in a cabin by Oxfjord. Oh, uh, 
We're trapped. We're trapped up here. We're being attacked. Please help us. We're being attacked by what looks like, by what looks like, uh, Nazis from the Second World War. Uh, by accident, we set fire to the cabin and... Hello? Hello? Fuck! Todd hung up on me! Of course she hung up! It sounds like you smoked your underpants! What the fuck should I have said to her? Say, say that we're being attacked by terrorists! Tell them they're launching a huge fucking rocket, then they'll get here by chopper if we tell Good them idea. that! Fucking Yogi and the battery ran out! Fuck! Come on! Nazi monsters. Then two go out. Where are you, you fucking pussies? What are you afraid of the daylight, huh? Fuck, they're gonna be really pissed. That's been too much. Check the outhouse, and we'll check around the, uh, the cabin. Shotgun! Hey! <laughs> Martin, can I try it? Let me hold Stop it. bothering me. Please, can I hold it? Cut it out. Oh, man. No. I said no. A little. Uh, let me try. Stop it. Maybe later. I told you that we should have gone to the beach! Alright. Oh. You have a German beer in there? I do. Right, you don't have to cut any of this. Eins, zwei, die. I don't know what that is. Have eine deutsches, eine deutsches Bier. Yeah. So we were about to talk about a German film. Yeah, jawohl. <laughs> uh... Oh, there's not. There's barely any German words on here. This is Sweden. Oh, that's a Swedish one. It's Swedish. This is the in, a bunch of Infinity Stones on the front of it. Oh, don't drink that one then. It's pretty pale ale. Why? That that's the that's the one I'm saving. You're saving this? Yeah. Right, I'm not gonna drink this <laughs> Swedish beer. I'll keep drinking this Russian beer. Yeah, I think it's Russian. Papel's Russian. Katarina's favorite. Who? Katarina. Oh. Good stuff. So this week, you guys picked the movie Dead Snow. Or, in German, or, what, what was this, Norwegian, Swedish? I don't even know who made this movie. Know. Dead Snow, just spelled D-E-D-S-N-O. And this is a movie that is not even trying to hide the fact that it is about Nazi zombies. Mm. <laughs> I did not... I'm not even going to make that joke. That joke's made all the time. What? I was going to say I did not see that coming. You did not but see it. But I did yet. I did see it coming because it was on the poster. Yes, it was all over the poster. In fact, it. The, the, I like how the poster, I'm just going to, spoiler alert, guys, if you've ever seen the poster, which is a Nazi's head sliced in half in the snow, and it's actually, it's the bad guy, it's the main Nazi, never happens in this film. I hate when movie posters do that, when they put something yeah. in the movie poster that doesn't happen in the film whatsoever. Uh, or trailers. Right. There's right. no Hulk running exactly. in Wakanda. I know, right? Anyways. So anyway, this is a movie that is way more in the vein of your typical uh, horror movie in mm -hmm. the sense that it is the cabin in the woods setup. If you've ever seen the movie Cabin in the Woods, it's the same setup as that movie and all the movies that that movie was. Evil Dead. Yes. Which they mention at the beginning of that movie. Yep. Um, yeah. And so... We're talking... 
Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, yep. We're talking... Cabin Fever. That's the one I was going to say next. Yep. <laughs> and we're also talking, again, Friday the 13th. Yep. And all the other Friday the 13th. Exactly. So, <laughs> basically, this is a movie where a bunch of medical students yep. go up to a cabin in the woods, but very specifically in the mountains of Sweden, and... Or Germany. Well, no, no, no. This is not. Yeah, this is Norway know, or Sweden. Well, this is hard. Okay. I gotta, I gotta say something to listeners that I think okay. we might have addressed on the podcast before. Yes, but not so much. Uh, I think that they would remember any movie that I have to watch with subtitles. I have to. It has to have a certain temperature. The screen has to have a certain temperature. Like the subtitles need to be in either white or yellow, depending on what is a common color in the movie, because I right, have a so you blue. can read them? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of the movie, I had no fucking idea what was happening. The one time I remember where I couldn't read the subtitles, it was perfect because he was just speaking English. <laughs> he was just doing an Arnold impression. Oh, yeah, As yeah. he was going outside to take a shit. Yeah, he does a couple of movie impressions. There's a film buff. We mentioned him in the last He movie goes like, I'll, I'll, I'll be back, uh... See, now, you watched the originally voiced version. I I watched the subtitles. Yeah, I was not lucky enough to find that for free. You watched the awfully dubbed. Oh, I I pay for it. I I pay for most of these movies. See, I don't. That's that's just, and that's how, you know, that's how we get away with doing this. (laughs) You see, he pays for them, so I just. Yeah, so it's fair. And also, I mean, uh, you guys, if you want, we'll make a Patreon at some point. Uh, but if you ever ever want to reach out and go, is there a way we can support the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, we would love it because this is costing me a lot of money. Mm, yeah. I could be working right now yeah. making about $30 an hour, but I'm here yeah. because I, also, I love this. It costs me not as much money, but it costs me a lot of labor. So remember that. <laughs> yeah. My labor costs is I just talk into a microphone. Kevin does all the production. This yeah, is his it's, thing. It's a lot of work. But anyway, um, I think that this movie grew on me. Mm-hmm. This Out of all the movies, this is the only one I only watched once. And I felt like after watching it once, I knew exactly what I needed to, wanted to say about it. I thought a lot of it was really stupid. However, at the end, I kind of also realized that that was all on purpose. Yeah. And I sort of started to appreciate it, obviously not as much as Cabin in the Woods, but in the same vein, as a movie that was trying to make... Almost like what Wild Zero did, but not as subversive. But they were trying to take the they they were trying to take the zombie franchise and and make almost like a commentary on yeah. like the horror movie trapped in the cabin sort of uh, premise, which I thought was really interesting. And the stupidity of it makes more sense once you get to the end because everything about it is just stupid. None of it is. It's. I've mentioned this to a couple people that I've talked to about it. It's an exercise in futility. The yeah. whole movie, nothing, there's no payoffs to anything. Nope. And spoiler alert, everybody fucking dies at the end. Yep. There is no lone survivor. We don't really story. have to give a spoiler alert. No. We tell, but I we just, tell people all the time, there's a yeah. bunch of spoilers. There. I just like saying that. Yeah, if you're listening to a fucking podcast on three movies you've never seen... Just reevaluate why you're yeah, listening to it. Yeah, we do tell I mean, people ahead of time, if you're on our Facebook group true. or follow us on any social media, uh, we tell what the movies are usually right. a good amount of time ahead. Right. So either spoiler so alerts along at home. don't matter to you or or you should, you should you know, maybe watch the movie. Here's the thing, too, is if you're like, I don't, 
I, you know, I don't know how to watch these movies. If you search the movie, there's usually links underneath it that'll say you can watch yeah. on Amazon, whatever. And if you're like not like me and you go, I, I'm not, I'm not paying for this shit. Uh, just message Kevin. Yeah, one two. <laughs> he's he's managed to watch all these free. So. Look look up a movie and then write one two three movies and then trust me, listen to me really carefully, listener. Be very fucking savvy here. If your computer doesn't have virus protection, don't do any of what I'm about to say because yeah. you will get a virus. If it does, however, and you know, and you're tech savvy, you have nothing to worry about. Also, if you have a MacBook, you're probably good. Yeah, I mean, if honestly. <laughs> Every, every computer is probably infected with a virus anyway. But we are talking all around Dead Snow. Because this movie really, like, plot-wise, if you've seen any of the movies we mentioned earlier, if mm-hmm. you kind of know how this is going to play out. you got a group of friends, right? There's a couple of couples. There's, like, hippie dude. There's, you know, big nerdy friend who's, like, like the jokester. There's like the the super serious guy who you know is the main character and his girlfriend who's like you know they're just all really tropey and they really don't have any personality. Wow, it's your first time saying trope for this episode. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. I was gonna say yes. someone can make a super cut. We're only six episodes. Just what I say, trope, <laughs> trope, and uh, juxtaposition. Listeners, if you do that, <laughs> I will pay you five dollars American. Yeah, you'll probably hear me going anyways. Anyway, yeah, well, I say that a lot too. I also, oh god, dude, when I when I listen back to this, mm-hmm. I hear the stuff I say, and I go, oh my god, I say like so fucking much. I think you did say like a lot in the last one, especially in the last one, yeah. And I, once I heard it, I couldn't stop hearing it. Yeah, right. It was it's episode five. You said like, like a lot anyway. <laughs> but so they all go to this fucking cabin because they're gonna just, you know, they're having a good time. They want to go have some beers out in the woods. Now this mm-hmm. is way the fuck up. Follows a very common cliche or trope, if you mm. will. Um, the first people to fuck, uh, yes. one of them gets killed immediately. Yep. Yes, because one of the characters is the slut. I uh, mean, no offense by using that term. That is but literally in. I'm talking about Cabin in the Woods. That's what they call it in Cabin in the Woods. So that's yeah, what I'm going the for. The slut character. Yes, there's the girl who wants to have sex character. Mm. There is, uh, and she is, I believe, the first to die. Yep. Which fits right into uh, our... Second. The oh. first to die is the weird German soldier guy that the, shows up. Right. The, the, so there's a weird... like Also another trope. He's, he's also Swedish. But in yeah. horror movie... Oh, he's whatever he is. Right. Uh, horror movie genre is... There's the one guy, like South Park makes fun of him. The dead is better. Like that kind of right. weird guy. The, the, uh, yes, um, if you've seen Cabin in the Woods, Pet he's Cemetery. the guy that makes the phone call in the beginning. Yeah, he's Judd from Pet Cemetery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he's that guy. He just shows up in the middle of the night, asks for a cup of coffee. They make him coffee. And uh, he's just, he's not, he doesn't mean any harm, but he is sketchy. And then he like chokes one of the guys randomly, like as oh, a yeah. joke. Yeah, yeah, well, because yeah, he chokes, uh, I, I got to mention this guy. I'm going to throw a line or two of his in right here so you guys can hear it. Don't know who really owns it. That box has been there for 50 years. Let's help ourselves cash in and pay off our student loans. Listen, it hasn't been there for 50 some odd years with nobody noticing it. 50 years? More like 100 years. I know it. People have noticed, and it's just junk. Huh? Junk? Junky? Junky drunk? Yeah. Junky. All right, that's Jokester Guy. Mm. He is the most annoying character in the film i'm pretty sure i know for a fact in the dub 
he sucks. And if you're just listening to his voice right there, you will get an idea of what I'm talking about. His voice sucks in this movie, and all of his jokes are so, like, sexist or fucking over-the-top and mean, and you're just like, this guy fucking sucks. Yeah. So this guy comes up, obviously, and is like, do-do-do, makes a stupid joke, and so the guy's like, grabs him, like you said, chokes him out, and he's like, you don't fucking understand, dude. Because what he has told them yeah. is that this place, and now this is real, by the way, not the zombie part of it, and not the actual colonel, but this part of the story is real. Okay, so this place, in other places like it, in northern Norway and Sweden and Finland, were used as military bases by the Nazis during their occupation of Scandinavia. Right. Because they were so remote, it was really hard to get any ships up there or intel on the areas they were they were the best places for them to store their navy basically yeah that's true the germans up there also were not fucking nice at all to the local population which is explained in the movie also true i don't think there was any particular colonel who was chased off into the woods but that's what the movie tells you a group of these nazis were fucking real mean for Nazis, and they were killing people and fucking with people, and eventually the people yeah. raised up against them, chased them off into the mountains, and none of them were ever seen again. I mean, that's and what they get. They shouldn't be mean Nazis, you know? Nobody likes a mean Nazi. They, like, just, you know, hey, guys, yeah, kind of Nazi. you just want the regular one to, to shoot in the head. I don't want the mean one. I just want the regular Nazi. I'll shoot them both in the head, but yeah, I'd take but, the nice Nazi and shoot yeah, them in yeah. the head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know... Because seriously, fuck Nazis. Yeah. And this movie, well, I'll get into that in a sec. This movie, I don't know if this movie says fuck Nazis because of how it ends, but we'll get to that. So he's basically telling them, he tells them all that shit happened. And he's like, and also, dude, he's like basically going just to the edge of saying, look, there's fucking Nazi zombies up here. But he's yeah. like, there's some shit up here you don't want to fuck with. You should be really careful up here. And I'm a guy, as you see later in the film, when he goes out, like, fucking camping in the fucking tundra, this is a guy who fucking is, like, hard. He He's lives out here. seen some shit. Yes, as much as he has seen some shit, and he lives in this really harsh environment. These kids are, like, fucking, they're, like, from Oslo or Stockholm or some shit like that. These are, like, college kids. They do not... They're not hard. This guy's like, no, no, no. You understand. I fucking live up here. This guy's fucking hard. Yeah. So they're also, I should mention, they're also waiting on one of the character's girlfriends, who is the person whose family's cabin this is. Yeah. And she, you see her at the very beginning of the movie, she has been, is being chased by something, by the Nazi zombies. (laughs) Um, so they get to the house they're like, all right, let's have a good time. They break out the beer. They break out the fucking twister. They start having a good time. Yeah, he goes, this game sucks. And then the girl moves her leg to blue, and, and her, her ass is right in the right. face. And he just suddenly is like, this game's great. They also have... What this, a fucking... Man, what a witty screenwriter. There's, there's also this one really weird scene right around this point where... um. And I'm going to put the music in right around here um, because it just doesn't... The music for the scene doesn't fit the scene. So basically, they're out and they're like snow tubing and like and like doing shit like that. And it's and like then there's a scene where they're like racing down the hill. Like the two guys like, oh, are on. Like, it's just, yeah, it's playing like fucking metalcore. 
It's like uh, the weirdest uh, music to play at that point. I was watching with Cousin Bruce, and I made that joke. Uh, actually, he wasn't even watching. He yeah. was playing Fortnite. I watched it on my phone so he could not watch it. But he heard the music and was like, something's wrong. He was like, what is wrong with that? And I said, uh, <laughs> I said it, it's a whole bunch of snowmobiling. And I'm guessing that a guy who is in the movie, who's probably friends with the producer, was like, hey, you guys think we could do like a montage of me doing my like snowmobile shit? Right. And play some shit, like play my cousin's band. Right. And then the director and writer were like, uh, yes, yeah. of course. You want to give us fuck? money? Yeah. No, they were down. They were down as fuck. They they said, like, this movie rad. clearly needs yeah, cause there a was, snowmobile scene with There was a bunch of like, you know what, you're totally right about that. Because there was a bunch of cuts. I was thinking that when I first watched what it, well, the only time I watched it. Yeah. There was a bunch of cuts where it was just like, snowmobile, wow, and it like, like shot up yeah. in the air. And you're like, okay, I get it. You needed to get like 50 shots of the snowmobile. Right. But, but the one particular scene where they're like, it was like when that, because that dude, like basically the, the dude with the snowmobile's girlfriend hasn't shown up. So he's like, I'm going to go look for it. And they're like, it's probably fine. And he's like, yeah, you know, I just, I'm going to go look, see if she's, you know, see if anything happened, you know, what, whatever. It's just, she would be back by now. He would know better than anybody else. <laughs> so he goes off. The other friends are like, well, we're going to party. So they start racing down like a hill on like fucking snow tubes or toboggans or some shit. And it's playing like this, like, <laughs> like, like metalcore. Yeah. Fucking song. And I was like, this song does not, fit what's going on tommy vercola a lot of the things in this movie don't fit the no, movie no so just just like evil dead yeah they also find a something secret in the, in the floorboards yeah. yeah which is gold and jewelry and shit it's valuables of some sort and very key here, this maybe is the only point in the movie where you should be paying attention, but of course you're not because this movie's about Nazi zombies, so why pay attention to anything? Yeah. One of the char- a couple of the characters take coins out of this box. And uh, they're like, wow, this is cool. And the main dude, Martin, who I got to I got we got to talk about Martin a little bit because he's a very strange main character. Yeah. And there's one particular thing right off the bat that made me think was really weird. Again, I don't know how they translated it. I don't know if you could see this subtitle. So in the the very beginning of the movie, it shows the guys uh-huh. and then and then the girls in two separate vehicles, both driving. And they were the both cabin. talking about how there's one of yeah. the other group. It's totally right. single. Right. They're like, oh, hey, it's, this You're is the guy be- conversation. Yeah. This is the girl conversation, right? Martin's girlfriend says, like, one of them is the most handsome man on earth about him. Now, no offense to the guy who plays Martin, yeah. but, like, he's, like, a balding dude with glasses who's, like, kind of It's punchy. really, like, such a weird thing that he's the main character in this in general. Like, yeah. He doesn't act like a, a main character, you know, no, hero and, character and, and he's not, like, I'm not, he's not good looking. Granted, there's no hero's journey in this at all. There's no, no. like, three-act well, hero's journey. <laughs> I would say there is. Maybe if you're the Nazi zombie. The Nazi zombie has a bit of an arc. I mean, Martin does go through a thing, but there's no payoff, as we already said, because they all fucking die at the end. But but I just think it's weird that, like, the way Martin is portrayed is is he's... At at the same time, he's supposed to be the badass villain. I mean, bad villain, badass good guy who's going to fucking have a chainsaw by the end of the movie. He's also playing 
the guy who's going to become a doctor who's afraid of blood. Yep. Who, like, literally can't take, like, a tiny little cut on his girlfriend's hand. That's how afraid of blood he is. Which kind of seems counterintuitive if you're going to become a doctor. Yeah, or as you would like to say, the juxtaposition. The juxtaposition, it. yes. It makes no... I actually just learned what that <laughs> word meant because you said it a lot. And then I just... I feel like I got to look it up. And, no, I didn't even look it up. I asked uh, uh, one of my newer friends. Her name's Jacqueline. Uh, she uh, was like, oh, juxtaposition? Yeah, what that means pretty much. And this is like... She's like 24 and I'm like... I've gone 31 years and I never heard the word until you said it like five times. Yeah, she's probably gonna give you. She probably gave you a way better definition than I. She like explained the yeah, yeah. like the, I just it said it's when you put two things next to each other, which really isn't fair. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's. Uh, she pretty much explained it like it's finding one thing that like is like almost ironically in the wrong right spot. Yeah, I guess you yeah. know like the irony of it. But it also it really it's really about them being next to each other. And I think that's why I was like to, to I use it a lot for when I'm make, talking about two scenes that cut to each other mm-hmm. or two themes that are very, very close in a movie. Right. Um, so I think that, yeah, that's definitely one of them for this film, but also like, so you, okay. So like, again, like the friends all kind of have a different role in the film as they would in any horror movie like this. But like, Martin's role is normally fulfilled by an actor who would be like, uh, I mean, it's it really, in a lot of movies, there isn't even a male character like that, honestly, in these type of movies. It's usually the female who yeah. plays the, the, you know, the lone survivor, again, if you've seen fucking the Cabin Campbell. in the Woods. Yeah. But Cab- Cabin in the Woods is like a good primer. Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods is a good primer for all these movies just because it kind of, the, the, the scenes inside the facility with the, the guys who are betting on it and shit, they're kind of, they kind of give you a background for every horror movie that's ever been yeah. made. They literally establish right. every, excuse me, horror so movie like, that's ever existed right. ever. So like you have the nerdy friend, like we said, we have the quote unquote slut. You have, uh, the the lone survivor hero you have the jokester you have you know the the damsel in distress yeah. you have the tough girl mm-hmm. and then you have the nazi zombies and we haven't really talked a lot about them so i think we should because the nazi zombies in this movie um are some i would actually say contend to be some of the worst zombies look wise that i've ever seen yep Including movies like, you know, going back to, like, Night of the Living Dead and the differences in technology that led to them not looking as good as they do today. Or the fact they that... They almost people... looked bad. Almost. I mean, almost looked as bad as uh, Wild Zero zombies. Almost. But again, without going for that. Because Wild Zero was going for the zombies to look weird and stand out in a different way than this movie is. This movie is trying to make them look frightening. And I think it kind of worked, but like the main, the Colonel, whatever, the fucking main Nazi, like he looked kind of dumb. His face was like a prosthetic face. It was like, okay. They also didn't get as much screen time as I thought they would as from all the like media I saw about the film in my life. Like, obviously I was aware of this film Mm -hmm. for a while. Um, It seemed like there was a lot more 
of like the zombies and all of that and they're very very much not in this film almost at all it's mainly the 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 kids the the friends and they're all kind of shitty and they all i hated a lot of them yeah there's white dreads girlfriend who was like always fucking like oh my god i just got like cut and now my hands cut and you're just like dude can you all just like shut up yeah there's like the nerdy film you're saying a lot of what you don't like i am like getting we're we're not supposed to be but i don't want i don't want to make you think i didn't like the movie because of that i just think that those are i would just say those are some of my problems with it however the things that saved this movie is that for cheesy like B movieness, it's at an all time. It's fucking cranked up, and it it they keep turning it up as the film goes on. Yeah. And so like I hated it at the beginning. I didn't really like it in the middle. By the end of it, I was like, I kind of love this. This is kind of fucking fun. Like <laughs> this is kind of ridiculously fun. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the zombies start picking everybody off. They start killing them one by one. You know, they, the, 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 uh, I hate, I keep saying, but the slut gets, she goes and has sex with the film nerd in the fucking outhouse, which, yeah, this movie has a scene where people have sex in an outhouse, which I was like, that's. His pants were down, ready to take a shit. Yeah, I think he did just take a shit, actually. I think he already took a shit. Because yeah. it was like how he was starting On to that leave. note, because of how I feel about this movie, yeah. I think that's where we should leave it. They took a big shit. She t- yeah, he took a big shit. Well, I don't want to leave it just with that, but I'll give the basically. This is the best way to quickly explain what happens. Everybody fucking dies except for Martin, our main character, and Mister Jokester, and they go, "All right, well, we gotta fuck. You know what we gotta do? We gotta fucking fight our way through these zombies." They find a tool shed. They find a bunch of tools. Literally, jokester friend finds a hammer and sickle, which at one point later, he holds it a hammer and sickle to confuse a zombie with a communist symbol and then kill him. And these motherfuckers go out and they start fighting the fucking zombies and killing them. And except for what they don't know is that fucking Martin's girlfriend's still alive. Martin accidentally kills his fucking girlfriend, which once again great why did any of this shit happen eventually there's just too many fucking zombies they think they've killed them all they're down to just the last dude and he's like and yours and a fucking army of nazi zombies show up they fucking kill both of them and that's it the end and i'm just like why <laughs> why why did any of that happen like i still will stand by what i said couple minutes earlier about how I still kind of loved it at the same time just because the end of the movie is fucking great. When they're fighting the zombies, it's great. It's it's fun. I, I was like laughing my ass off in the in a good way. Not laughing at it. I was laughing yeah. with it. So there. That's it. That's fucking dead snow. Yep. And on to the fucking verdict. <laughs> For zombies. Well, no one told me about her, the way she lied. Well, no one told me about her, how many people cried. But it's too late to say you're sorry. How would I know? Why should I care? Please don't bother trying to find her. She's not there. Well, let me tell you about the way she looked. The way she had tanned the color of her hair Her voice was soft and cool Her eyes were clear and bright But she's not there 
Uh, I got some news that is uh, movie adjacent. I guess I wouldn't say it's movie news, but uh, okay. John Favreau, yes, uh, released an official Instagram post revealing the series, the Star Wars series that he is doing. It is a live a live action thing. It's called The Mandalorian, which if you know what that is. Star Wars. Bob of Boba Fett. Yep. Yeah. He writes, After the stories of Django and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travels of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. I just thought that was really cool. I mean, if you yeah. love Star Wars, yeah, I get that this is a show, uh, but because it's based off the Star right. Wars movies. It also feels a little bit like they're like, hey, you know, hey guys, look, Boba Fett's corpse isn't fucking fully dead yet. Let's try to inject a little, you know, <laughs> get a little bit more money out of that. Yeah. Um, I always had a weird thing about Boba Fett. Obviously, like, when I was a kid, he's like, I mean, he's Boba Fett. He's fucking badass. But then I got older and was like, he's kind of... Watch the movie. He's kind of lame, He's though. a terrible shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a terrible shot. He just gets... Killed so oh, easily. Yeah, all he does in the movies is get eaten and stand <laughs> yeah, there fuck. and be like, what the fuck? He's just I, badass looking. That's as all as I can say yeah. about him. All he does is be like, I get solo and then oh, yeah. die. Right. And then and what's I, funny is that it's like people go, oh, he's the, the coolest looking character. First of all, don't everybody loves Darth Maul. I don't really like Darth Maul, but I can say he looks badass. Uh, yeah. And on top of that, the most badass looking Star Wars character came in the last two Star Wars movies. See, I disagree. Captain Phasma. Uh, that he's up there. She. She. Right, sorry. Chrome, oh my god. Oh my the god. Chrome Trooper. Are you kidding me? She's a Chrome Stormtrooper. She's with awesome. A cape. Um, I love. I also, I also really love her on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, perfect casting for that character. Oh yeah. But, dude, are you kidding me? The best dressed character in the whole Star Wars universe is a tie. Between Lando Calrissian and Han fucking Solo, I always you're just thought going that. with male fashion here. No, I'm no, talking no. about See, cool, badass looking characters. Right. I'm not talking about but who would do that better was on always runway. my feeling though. I always thought Han Solo was the most badass looking character. I loved the vest, the like almost a little bit like cowboy looking gimmick to his stuff. Like it's still it's like space cowboy. Mm-hmm. I thought Han Solo looked the most badass. I always have. Han Solo is my favorite Star Wars character. I think he's probably one of my favorite. He's like one of my like inspirations as a man. I'm like like oh, who do you look up to as a man? I'm like um, I don't know, like my dad and Han Solo. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and and I mean, obviously, there's there's other things about him that make him a cool character and stuff. But that the the outfit, I mean, look look at what Luke's wearing. Compare that to what Han's wearing. You're like, who would you rather yeah. dress like? Han? Luke is a nerd. Yeah, exactly. He's got like freaking like weird shawl and like socks all like tied up on his legs, and you're like, Luke, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you? What are you on Tatooine still? Come on, <laughs> get some space clothes. Like Han Solo over here, and then okay, and that's like Lando. Now Lando is fucking styling with the cape. Yep. Come on. There's only there's only. A I couple... agree. The cape is cool, but like I said. Captain Phasma has one. It's it's also red. Exactly, but it's also a signifier in those movies. Lando's cape, I think, and again, I'm just riffing on this. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say this. Lando's cape is telling you beforehand that he is aligned with the Sith. You know why? Because there's only the only people in the whole Star Wars universe who wear capes, at least in the first three movies, are bad guys. They're Siths. I'm going to have to look. I'm going to do a little bit more research into that. 
I mean, I'm sure there's some stuff that's like cape adjacent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and you could be like, well, come on, the Emperor wears a robe. But like I'm saying, like, look, Darth Vader wears a cape. Yeah. Boba Fett wears a cape. Yep. Touche, touche. I'll, we'll see. You know, I'll look into it. Uh, Han Solo doesn't wear a cape. Luke doesn't wear a cape. Leia doesn't wear a cape. Capes are evil in Star Wars. True. They signify bad people. Mm. Count Dooku, fucking, true. fucking Han Solo Jr., Ky- Kylo Ren. Yep. Um, I can see that. Yeah, might, might I'm be gonna a have thing. To look I might be on something here. Do some research. Uh, Max, uh, who in on Facebook goes by his full real name, Michael McCarthy. Mad Max. Yeah, he would appreciate you calling him that. <laughs> uh, he wrote, "Normally, I don't promote fan theories, but this was an awesome video, less than 15 minute video. I definitely agree. You should find this. Uh, a kid did a video on why Snowpiercer is blatantly a sequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate I re- Factory. I really like this video. This video is fucking awesome. But I will say that uh, even if they didn't um, intend on it being a sequel, like secretly the way that like Get Out is supposed to be like his idea of doing a John Malkovich sequel. Right. Um, they definitely watched Willy Wonka and went, I'm going to make a Willy Wonka movie that's fucked up. It definitely felt like if it wasn't a sequel, I would say it was definitely, it it was looking, it took a look at the, very specifically, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory film, the Gene right. Wilder film, more so than like, you know, the story, but the way the movie was put together, shot, the characters, like the way that, um, oh my God, Tilda Swinton looks in that movie. Oh yeah, the way she acts in that movie is very much like the Blueberry Girl. Exactly. So there's definitely I I and I also but I also loved about this particular video. I guys I highly suggest you go check this video out. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but also makes a pretty good argument at the same time. Like it knows what it's doing. It's like, look, I'm comparing a dystopian movie about people on a train that <laughs> drives around forever yeah. and a movie about a bunch of kids going to a magical candy factory. But it makes there's some really good points. We won't tell you all of them, but there's a lot of things that make you go, I right. wonder if they definitely are trying to make a pseudo-sequel. <laughs> right. And um, I also like it because I think that that's kind of what we try to do sometimes is find, you know, look deeper into the films than just what they are. You yeah. Know, think about themes and and plots and, and what's going on and, how, and connections between two films that seemingly have no connection. And I love shit like that. Yeah. So... Um, this is funny. Uh, there's a trend that we had in our other group, our wrestling group, where I said if somebody posted uh, something that somebody else had already posted, they owe them a soda. Yes. Kevin, you owe Sean Parker. Who yeah, no, lives I around here, it. so you're going to have to buy him a soda. It's official. I'm going to buy him a moxie. He posted something on Monday that you posted on Tuesday, and that is, hey, action purists, Amazon is streaming the rare, uncut, X-rated version of RoboCop. Now, I knew this existed. I have not seen it. I already just... Well, I watched it yesterday. Okay. It's awesome. <laughs> it's also really fucking gory. It's... I mean, uh, gory maybe isn't the right word. There's just a lot of fucking people getting shot to ribbons and body parts flying everywhere. It. If you Have you seen, you know, vanilla RoboCop? It's just a little bit further than that. Honestly, RoboCop itself wasn't that much less violent. Um, and I know that Verhoeven had to go through like a shit. He, he submitted the movie like 11, 12 times 
before they they dropped it from an X down to an R rating. So, uh, but the 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 X-rated version really is just it it cuts out. There's a couple of scenes in particular that are cut out, like uh, including one that's kind of famous with the KT shoot like they're like showing it off like with the executives and they just fucking kill one of the executives who's like a douchebag with it and it just shoots him for like what seems like five minutes and he's just like blah 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 and like blood <laughs> and body parts and flesh are like flying everywhere like it's it's exactly what Verhoeven wanted to do which is just go totally over the top and be like police violence is fucking crazy and all you people ignore it yeah and it's really good and also, I was thinking, though, before you mentioned that, you know, I could just go in there and erase his post. No, but you just <laughs> no, kept it up. I don't do that. Kept it up. No, I didn't notice that until later. Well, it's too late. So. You have to own up to it now. Now that it's I, done, you owe I him will, a soda. I will give him a moxie. All right. So uh, before, I don't know if we're going to go through the group anymore or talk any more news, but I do want to address uh, a new trend that you have, which is um, the top conversationalists you yeah. posted uh we can go into our group and see who the top contributors are yeah uh so i want to give a shout out to the top five do it up number five brenty vix is i that's i'm pretty sure that's how he's supposed i could be I wrong you can correct me when you hear this if you yeah. hear it um fourth place so putting up yeah i mentioned him last week i like that he's getting really interactive and he's like on all of our groups and shit, and it's great. He's the yeah, man. big shout out uh, to you, man. You're doing a great job. Yeah, homie, uh, whose brother you owe a soda, Pat Parker. Pat Parker, not related Whoa. to Nick Parker, not related to Matt Parker, but Pat Parker. Yep. That's what's funny is we we <laughs> there's four Parkers, but two they they're not related. <laughs> Nick and Matt are related, and Sean and. Pat and Ryan are really so. There's a five right. Parkers now. The Sean's in this group. Jeez, so many Parkers. Yeah, that's their third brother who doesn't give a shit about. They probably are that. like distantly related. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Who gives a Parker's <laughs> a common last name. Uh, second place, Samantha Rowe. Yeah, your homie that I uh, very fond of having in this group. She's yeah, awesome. She's I like that she posts a lot. Um, and number one, this surprised me. I was like, he definitely does post a lot, but I didn't catch that. I was like, a lot. Of, I wasn't really paying attention to names yeah. and stuff for a Miss, while. Mister, start the conversation himself. Yeah, start or to quote him, <laughs> to quote the great Nick Parker. Uh, if you see him in the group in the future, his name is Pickleus Parker. Yes. Uh, as he likes to say, start the fucking dialogue. That's Hell what he yeah. says. Uh, yeah. That is our top contributor this week, and we will do this again yeah. next week for sure. Yeah. Might not be in the group, but we will look up the numbers. Um, yeah. and and like by no means does this mean anything but post as much as you want man like post as much as you feel necessary like there's no limits here i mean there's kind of don't abuse the well, shit yeah, out of it yeah, i mean don't like, break the rules yeah don't like, like post like 10 hey, videos in a row yeah, or something you know crazy. The, the rules are the rules are pretty simple don't be annoying don't mm-hmm. be a racist or hateful don't make fun of each other don't argue about politics if you want to argue about politics go argue on your own pages about that or in a yeah. politic group, yeah, yeah, political. Exactly. We're talking about movies. So yeah. if you want to sit there and get in each other's faces about movies, that's fucking totally legal. I mean, yeah. obviously, don't fucking be mean to each other. <laughs> but like, if you want to vehemently disagree with people, that's fine. If you want to post stuff, that's fine. Yeah. Just don't be annoying. In honor and of, I think uh, we all know what that means. Your friend Sam Rowe getting second place. Mm. Um, she recommends two movies this week. Uh, she says to watch Rare Exports. Oh, yeah. Really Never good. Never seen it. Really good. And also I haven't seen uh, Hounds of Love. That's one I have not seen either. Um, because Pickles, Nick Parker, 
mm-hmm. uh, is our top contributor. Yeah. Let's see if I can find uh, what he's been posting. What's he been talking about? <laughs> he has contributed uh, some good stuff. Uh, he said, choose one why, kids, gummo. We already addressed that one. Right. He posted an article by Ranker.com, which is, like, heartbreaking. But he wrote, movie clickbait is the only good clickbait. What an interesting career trajectory. The title of this uh, article is, Val Kilmer has probably had the most regrettable career in Hollywood. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, honestly, I can't really think of all that much good that he's been in, that he was the reason why it was good. <laughs> if anything. Um, so, poor Val. I always liked him, too. Yeah, this stuff I hate him in, this stuff I love him in. Right. But, I mean, like, like just like when you're like, yeah, that movie sucked, but, you know. Like, Batman Forever like is a guilty pleasure, but yeah, yeah. definitely would have been better with Michael Keaton. Right, but also that movie you have you have Jim Carrey and Uma Thurman trying to out-ham each other. Not Uma Thurman. Uh, is that? Yeah, no, that's that two movie? different movies. Oh, it was? Uma Thurman oh, was Poison Batman, Ivy and Batman right, and Robin. Right. Well, regardless. And Two-Face were the well, bad then, then there you go. You have... You have Tommy Lee Jones and yeah. John and Jim Carrey. Tommy Lee Frank. Jones, who was Oh dude, I loved I was watching No okay. Man in Black. I was what no, I was watching No Country for Old Men a couple weeks ago. Oh he's just, fantastic I in just, that movie. I just said aloud to no one in particular, Tommy Lee Jones doesn't get the credit he deserves. <laughs> and like <laughs> he's, he's, he's like highly rated, but he's still underrated. The man yep. is a fucking dynamo. He's such a great actor. I um, I mean, he's fucking McCluskey in National Born Killers. That's true. You know, it's true. Natural Born Killers. Oh, great, I love that movie. <laughs> Might have to do a puff piece on that one down yeah, the line one day. Um, before we get into the three movies and we end this little segment that we just rant about stuff and talk about the group yeah. and talk about movie news, uh, another new tradition I'm going to say I want to do every week to end these is play my trailer of the week. All right, the trailer you're about to listen to. Yeah is for Vice, an Adam McKay movie <laughs> with yeah. Christian Bale as Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney, Sam Rockwell as George Bush. Yes, and from the, the trailer that I saw, I'm down for this movie. The whole thing with them like sitting and he's like, George, I'm, I'm going to run the day-to-day, all the minutiae, and then you just shake hands and he's basically yeah, like, going to be the president. Yeah. Yeah. Such a oh my god! I'm already like so on board. Sam Rockwell movie. is a fucking icon. Yep. Never mind the fact that Christian Bale right. is like one of the greatest actors right. of all time. Oh, and like Christian really takes over in this trailer because obviously the focus is on him. He's it's called Vice because guy. he's the yeah. Vice President. But just from watching Rockwell's little bit of work, I was like, he's nailing fucking the George Bush that I think they're going for. Yeah. Um, uh, no, no. To be film. clear, I'm pretty sure someone uh, mentioned in that Adam McKay also did. Uh, get short or whatever it's called. Not get short. Uh, get shorty. No, no. Uh, get smart. Gets no. Uh, what the fuck is the movie called? It's, it has Steve Carell in it, which is he's also in this movie. Get smart. Yeah, I know he's in Get Smart, but it, that's not the one oh, I'm talking sorry. about. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I was like, uh, the the one with like Ryan uh, Gosling, and it's all about stocks. Uh, is that also Christian Bale in it? The right? Big Short. Big Short. Yeah. Big Short. Yep. Uh, Adam McKay wrote that. Is that a thing? Par- it's really funny because Adam McKay is like Will Ferrell's buddy that did like Funnier Die. Right, does like the right. Step Brothers and every fucking Will Ferrell and, and John movie. I think movie. he might have had something to do with this Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, he does all. He he so co-writes all those with right. Will Ferrell. Um. Yeah. I don't. Anchorman. I don't know about. Uh, I don't know about that. If you. But, 
Because he did this movie. Adam McKay did this movie. Yeah, no, I mean, this 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 definitely makes sense because, again, from this trailer, it seems like it's going to be in the realm of comedy. Yeah, in you a know, sense. maybe like dark comedy. Just something. like The Big Short, it it has Steve Carell as well. Right, but it's still like serious. Yeah, but it's, about it's a serious like subject. it's like kind of like huh, this is ridiculous, huh? Like sort of yeah. serious. Yeah, um, I really like The Big Short. Great movie. Fantastic. Really good movie. Yeah. Uh, but before we show the trailer, um, is there anything that you wanted to add? No, I think I think that's about it. I'm actually really excited for this movie. So let's fucking listen to this trailer, yeah. right? Now onto the trailer for Vice. Wait, one more thing I want to say. Why okay. didn't they call it what? Dick? That'd be hilarious. Yeah, right? There it is a movie called Maybe Dick. Maybe two tongue in cheek, get it? Or right. di- Okay, never mind. All right, anyway. Vice. Miami Vice. Awesome. All right, I'll I thought you got it. <laughs> symbolic job uh-huh. however if we came to a uh, different understanding I can handle the more mundane jobs overseeing bureaucracy military energy and uh, foreign policy yeah right I like that People will always try to take it from you, always. Are you even more ruthless than you used to be? do this thing or what? I mean, is this happening? I believe we can make this work. <laughs> Hot damn. All right. So welcome to the verdict. Hey, I just found another super cut we can make. What's that? Every time we start recording, I say the same thing. You always go, okay, so this is, or that was... Yep, I kind of like it. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's, it's a quirk. It's your, it's your hey. thing for the podcast. But now, Hans, Bubby, <laughs> this is radio, not television. Put the gun down. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you know, I don't know. It's just like what my brain does. Good morning, Vietnam. Anyways, so <laughs> I'm just trying to think of other radio things or whatever. Out of these three movies, mm-hmm. I already, I already have my pick. 
of what I think is the best movie tonight. Do you know what your pick is? Yeah. Okay. What's your pick? You want me to go first or you want you to go first? Um, I'm going to do... This is how I want to do it because okay. we're trying to... You know, this is a rhythm we're building up to. Right. Uh, we're, we're, we're working out the kinks. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, it's going to be a thing where we have an established system. This is how I'm going to do it from now on. I'm just going to say uh, first award with a drum roll to second place. First award to second place? Yeah, like the first one. Like they do when, when there's a top three, they always say the second place first and then the third. And then you mm. know who got first place. Are you ready? I so am. second place goes to Dead Snow. Ba-da. Yeah. Um, it was one of those things where you could like kind of get stoned and watch with all your friends and people would kind of like enjoy the badness of it. Yeah. It's not something to shit on. And I feel like it w- the room wouldn't really be so divided. Right. Um, as far as, as that goes. Um, I thought the subtitles are a little hard to read, but I could watch the dub version, but you already said the dub version, the dubbing is really bad. Well, having already seen it, you might actually it would you might not mind it as much because you might be able to ignore it. Yeah. Because it's like even when I got to the end of it, I was kind of like, well, that wasn't the movie's fault. That was right. You know the so the voice wa- actors. Yeah, and watching the trailer, I definitely was like, okay, so I, I bet if I watched it in the original, mm-hmm. I would have ignored that part of it completely. I mean, the characters still, for the most part, sucked in the in the <laughs> yeah, version that yeah. had the the subtitles. Uh, with that being said. Third place goes to, and I hate to do this, that you already have the face on, Wild Zero gets a wild zero two for me. Ah, Z, you thought I was going to... No, I, I would say it's... I can see why people like it, uh, especially if you're listening to the description on here or you read the synopsis online, you probably go, oh, shit. I just didn't... It didn't click with me. I, I get, like, what the point of the movie was doing as far as the director and writer's right. goal in the world was it just still didn't land with me right. it's just how it is I, I this is actually the second out of six episodes movie that you picked that i just wasn't into yeah and you intentionally picked one that was bad the last time right this one you were like you got to see this uh the chaperone was the one i was yeah. like no yeah this one i was i was kind of sad that you didn't like this because i but i understood it because i know this movie is a little weird i also found something else out about it um and i forgot to mention this while we were talking about it earlier um, the guy who uh, directed this film, um, also the only other credit that he has on IMDb is a music video for, can you guess oh, who? Oh my god. Yeah, Guitar yeah. Wolf. Rolling Stones. Oh. <laughs> no, oh. yeah. So, so I don't know if he's made any other, I mean, there's a possibility he's made other movies in Japan, mm-hmm. but I don't think so. So, and... Knowing that, watching it this time, I was like, oh, shit, this whole fucking thing. This is just feels- a crazy long music video. Yeah, it feels like a music video. And there was, and Cousin Bruce pointed out, they they literally just did, did they have to do the entire song? Every time, like, uh, like the band played, for the most part, they played most of the okay. song. In my one where they did. In Miami Connection, did they have to do two songs? Uh, no. Miami Connection, they should have done three or four yeah, or five exactly. songs. Well, see, it's it's funny. Friends no. forever, eternity, honesty. Yeah, exactly. You should go watch that Against fucking the ninja. Film. I'm telling Against you. Against the ninja. But we are 
Guys, I'm not kidding. Literally, that it's my favorite movie, Miami Connection. My Miami watch Connection it. I love it. is so bad. It's amazing. And so amazing. Yep. It is like one of the best movies you will ever get stoned <laughs> yes. and watch with your friends. Or or not, if you're a straight edge. It's funny uh, because... Zach Fazio. Uh, yeah. 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 I love you, Zach. It's, um, it's funny because when you mentioned that, when I was watching it this time, I was like, it is funny that, like, I wonder if that was, like, part of the deal. Like yeah. They were like, all right, we're a kind of well-known band. We have, like, Sway in America. Your, your film will get more views if we're in it. We want you to put all of Roaring Blood in the middle of it and do, like, a music video in the middle of it where it's just the whole song. Because I was, like, thinking it was weird. I was like, wow, this literally <laughs> is the full song. Yeah. Uh, and so on to first place. We don't need to do drum roll. I'm going to do you this already one. Know what it is. Warm Bodies. Yeah. I mean, we know. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> trying to leave you hanging and, uh, and, you know, build up the suspense, but mm. I already, <laughs> it's only one movie left. Right. Uh, yeah, I just, I mean, I picked it. Mm. This is my pick. Right. Uh, and I just feel like, see, here's the thing. Uh, if you are new to this podcast, this is the last ever episode of My Movie's Better where uh, the stipulation of the audience having to pick a movie that we haven't seen is now out the window. Right. So things are getting better. So you can pick anything. What what did we decide? Because next week's episode is Aliens. Alien, right. Well, we haven't completely decided what we're going to watch for that, but it looks like we're going to be watching, that you guys have picked either The Thing or Aliens at this point. That's awesome. Yes. And that, we get to relive some fucking uh, awesome yeah. movies, and your boy Kevin Harden right now is rocking a sweet yep. piece of film hell yeah. nerdiness on his head. That is the uh, Nostromo, hat. yeah, yes. from the first Alien movie, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah, Harry Dean Stanton's hat. I did. I posted a picture on the group, so you guys can check it out. Join there. the group, Facebook.com forward slash My Movies Better. Oh. Then there's a thing right there that says Visit Group. You just click it and join. That's awesome. Uh, you, I do have a questionnaire in there. Um, I'd prefer if you answered it. You could even just say, "Hey," and right. I would know that you're a human and not a robot, even right. though I'm, you know, I'm not stupid. I could just click your profile. So I'm gonna do the same thing you did. For my verdict. So, number two is Warm Bodies. You son of a bitch. Warm Bodies was third place up until this afternoon. Up Mm. until I had a chance to go through it one more time. And liked it a lot more. Um, I think that there's a lot, I mean, there's a ton of good stuff about the movie just uh, that I noticed in the first viewing. It pretty much has the, it probably has the best sound overall, not just soundtrack, but incorporating all the sound in it. It has fine cinematography, nothing special, but it's, it's good. It's up to standard Mm -hmm. for the time. Um, And it's very well acted and it gets you, it definitely like. Has I have some problems plot-wise with some of the stuff about it. Like, if I were going to remake the movie, I would take things out and add things here and there to, to just... One of the things I, I kind of wanted to happen in the movie was that there was still a part of him that wanted to eat her, that he had to, like, fight away. I felt like that just the fact that he was such a, like, Mary Sue of a main character was kind of... Kind of made the film lack just a little bit. Could you imagine if we waited after the credits and they're, like, laying in bed... And she He's falls asleep, hand on, <laughs> hand on his chest, and then 
it slowly starts zooming into the ring finger and she has a wedding ring on and it zooms into inside of his chest and the heart's beating and then then it starts slowing down and then before it stops the movie just it ends it's like oh my god is he gonna become a zombie that'd be cool they should have done that right they should have done that i think so too i think i think it would have added at least it would have added more character depth to r um but that wasn't really necessary because it was a comedy film and and comedy films i think are allowed a bit of that um irreverence or whatever that just kind of you know it's like all right shit's gonna happen and and it's for a joke so it doesn't matter why it happens right and it 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 treaded the line of comedy drama really well so i definitely liked that movie a lot my third place pick is eins fi die dead snow you piece of shit yeah i did it again you i did it again worthless i did it again Bastard. I <laughs> I can't what? Come on. I you honestly can't really think that thing. that movie is the best movie. I, I do. Oh I really man. Do. Okay. I already kinda gave some reasons for it why earlier. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I get it. I get why you here's the it. thing though. Here's the thing. I'm still running on this idea that that doesn't that I'm this is where I'm putting them. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily saying that this is what I chose as the best movie yet. Are you going to try to swerve me? I might try to swerve you. You're going to swerve me you and say that this swerved. is your personal opinion and that the real movie. Uh, well, I would say a punishment part. I would say this. It's not it, it probably is a bit of personal opinion. I'm not going to say it's not. Definitely. Somebody <laughs> I love your dog yeah. is drinking water right now in the background. Sam, Sam's getting a drink over here. Um I would definitely say personal opinion is part of it. I would not lie. That's definitely I like movies like this, but also I would say the same thing about Dead Snow. I like movies like Dead Snow more than Warm Bodies. But I just don't think Dead Snow was executed well enough for me to put it above it. The thing right. is, is that with... It's kind of like what I was talking about earlier where Wild Zero did something mm-hmm. for film, especially in Japan, that that the other two movies can't even touch. Um... And so that might be another reason why I'm kind of putting it up on another level. If I break down each movie for what it is as a film, not thinking about what it did when people saw it in a country or something like that, I think that the best made film out of them was Warm Bodies by far. So I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that Wild Zero is a quote-unquote better movie because what we do here, I think, is try to like analyze what we really feel about the movies and 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 then take a step away from our ourselves warm bodies is my pick this week oh even though yeah even though i didn't like it all that much and even though i would not if i was going to sit down and i had these three movies spread out in front of me Mm -hmm. the order of me watching them would be warm bodies last like the way i would watch dread Way before I'd watch. I probably won't ever watch Punishment Party again, but it was still my pick. Right. Warm Bodies was cohesive. It told uh, a story that was cohesive. Mm -hmm. And I think that just from a movie standpoint, it was a better movie. Um, But I think that Wild Zero is also... The other reason why I wouldn't give it number one is that I don't think it's necessarily... The other two movies are zombie movies. 
yeah. Wild Zero, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call it a zombie movie, even though it's enough of a zombie movie, I would put it up here. It could actually episode. fall into next week's right, thing, too. Right, technically. Know, aliens. And also, I mean, it could also just, I think it might have, I might have jumped the gun on this one. I will say, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Jeremy Ty on the group, our uh, moderator. Hey, girl, hey. Jeremy Ty brought this one to my attention in the sense that, like I've, like I said, I've already seen it a couple times, but he mentioned it in the the post about what's your favorite zombie movies not as that that was his favorite but he said if you're in if you want a wild fucking movie then here you go wild zero and i was like oh my god you're right wild zero is a zombie movie kind of it probably would have fit better and again like we always say we're kind of working this out it probably would have fit better in in b movies or trash movies or something along those lines as a, as a theme if we we're looking at specifically b movies right. because then we'd be watching three movies that were in the same vein as this that are just ridiculous and have a, a lot of stuff that it just you know makes them cinematographically cinematically fall apart yeah. um warm bodies doesn't do any of that it 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 is a tight film it's mm-hmm. well acted it's well shot it definitely follows a cliched or tropey arc but that doesn't matter because it's funny this one's definitely uh probably i think the only one in all three movies that follows the hero's journey yeah but it works yeah like i think it's become kind of a a cliche in in movies it's like but that's usually the ones that do really well that people want to see is oh that's our main character and they're gonna go uh, after something they want and they're gonna get it but there's gonna be a hiccup in the middle of the movie Well, also, right. I, it's like I said way at the very beginning when we first started talking about Warm Bodies. Mm-hmm. Name me. think, Try to think of a more unique zombie movie than Warm Bodies. Yeah, I would say this is pretty... Yeah. There, I, I thought you were going to say unique movie in general. I'm like, I can't no, 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 no. Zombie movie. Like, um, would you say that this movie's, except for the ending, would you say that this movie tried to follow, like, they put Romeo and Juliet in a zombie story oh yeah given the fact that the she is kind of torn her Mm. family doesn't want Mm. her to be with them and then you know the the other zombies are like you're a zombie you know you can't be not eating people yes it goes further than that um i definitely need to brush up on my shakespeare in this case but i'm pretty sure that it actually does pretty much follow romeo and juliet except for the whole suicide pact at the end yeah what what, what that that's a rip off of something well, else too there's the whole thing that's what where... shakespeare was known for was like stealing people's shit oh yeah and i forget yeah. what the name is but um, there's another duo um, shilby or something well there was also forget. there was also a famous greek writer that he got the main story it's like pyramid the pyramus and thisbe story. that's the one thisbe yeah, i yeah. said shilby thisbe yeah. yeah i remember i remember reading that and then finding out later that uh he actually thought it was so funny that he stole someone's work of art and got away with it. Right. That he like oh. references it in another play, yeah. like in the yeah. <laughs> uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes, yep, yeah. exactly. Um, so there's the thing about how Perry, the boyfriend, gets mm-hmm. killed by him, which I'm pretty sure. Again, I have to brush my Shakespeare on this, but I'm pretty sure that was kind of partially what happened in. Uh, in Romeo and Juliet, that Romeo has a duel with a guy on the, the Capulet side, and that guy was, like, arranged to be with Juliet. And in this movie, there is kind of a thing where it kind of, in the memories, it seems like they were a um, relationship out of out of convenience. 
yeah. rather than actual love. Like even I really wanted to, I, I forgot to point this out, but I was thinking about it when I watched it today. Yeah. The thing where she's like, I think I love you, Perry is yeah. very important in this movie. She doesn't love him. She thinks she loves him. Mm-hmm. But what she finds with R is true love. Yep. And Can we just say, if, I, I feel like he did have a name at the end, but I could be wrong. Uh, and if he didn't, we're going to say his name was Russell. No, because at the end he goes, I just, I like it better this way. Well, then then it's, then it's Russell. Because to him, it's like his his life to him, all his memories started as a zombie. So, because he says at the very beginning, he's like, I don't remember who I was, where I came. He's like, oh, from my hoodie, I must have been unemployed. Like, he doesn't remember anything that he did. So, his life, he's R. So, she's like, don't you so want... So, Russell. Right. Which I this also... Movie but, is, so, so, this movie is, uh, I was a loser, and then I died in a zombie apocalypse. And yeah. then you guys saw how it went from there. Right. I was at Logan Airport. But also, that just <laughs> makes me think about this. Rob Corddry... Mm-hmm. Does he remember his name, or does he just make up a name? And when he's like, no, Marcus. I didn't, didn't, didn't they? He like look at a license or something like that at some point. Oh, maybe. I don't. Uh, maybe I don't know. It could be like thinking of like the extended cut that. or something. Yeah. I don't know. But because I know at that at that point when he's flirting with the girl, like we mentioned, he's like, "My name's M- Marcus." Like it came back to him, right? I'm maybe like, he did remember, but then didn't want to. Like, that's that's his old right. life now. He was just like that. I'm that that guy's dead. Yeah. You know, Russell's dead. So. Warm bodies. Ding, ding, ding. So the the official verdict, because we both agreed, is Warm Bodies yep. is the better movie. Correct. I'm a no. Uh, so to send you guys off, and I hope if you're listening in your send car, me, but wait, and you're going to change it. You're winning now. <clears throat> I don't know. I, we'll do it for the count at some other point. Um, uh, if you're listening in your car and you're going to go put on Aaron Mankey, or, you know, Joe Rogan is, yeah. Uh, yeah. or if you're aware, he's going to put Alex Jones and he's going to, whatever it is, you're going to go yeah. listen to Please after this. don't put on Alex Jones. Do whatever you want. I don't, I don't like him, but you can do your thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Unless you're making fun of him. Yeah. If you like movies, that's all I give a shit about. I don't want to yeah. get into your politics and all that exactly. bullshit. Uh, unless you're a Nazi. Um, yeah. Then go fucking die. <laughs> go die and eat some people in the future. Yeah. Uh, so, um, before we go. Uh, you know, if you're going to go do that or if, or if we're putting you to bed, good night. Uh, what we want to say before you turn us off is don't forget, you can call 323-MY-MOVIE. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, sometimes we address them on the podcast. Uh, other times we'll actually play them. That hasn't We haven't gotten to that point yet. We haven't played any no. voicemails, but we will. Uh, and then second, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat, at uh, MyMoviesBetter. Email us. Tell us uh, your favorite stories of, of like film-related stories in your life. Uh, how it brought you and someone together. Whatever you want to talk about. Uh, it is mymoviesbetter at gmail.com. And then most importantly, this is the big part. Go like us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash mymoviesbetter. And then join the group. Like yeah. the page. Join the group. The group is, again, if you hear this episode and you think, I just want to talk about movies. These guys kind of suck ass uh you don't have to listen again go ahead and join the group and talk to us on there because we you know maybe they'll turn you around uh, but don't do that you should you should definitely listen yeah just saying <laughs> there's also the group which is fantastic yeah. uh on top of that make sure you rate review and subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to on uh that really helps that's a big deal if there's also, a download option download it right also guys um, if you have something that 
you want to say about a movie we're watching. Something you want to give some analysis. You have like a cool story that you think we might not know about. Send us an email, man. Send us a text. Put it on the group. Whatever it is. Just you, Yeah, you can yeah. text 323 Movie yeah. as well. If you want to write, honestly, if you want to write a five-paragraph essay, I'll fucking read it. And I will maybe not read the whole thing on the air, but I will definitely talk about it. We will talk about it. If you have, like, if you're saying, hey, we're watching whatever movie it is next week, and you're like, I love this movie, and I have this theory about this movie that I want you guys to know about, right. dude, we'll talk about it on the podcast. Just yep. send us an email. You know, send us a message on the group, whatever it is, and we'll definitely do it. Yeah. We want this to be, you know, listener friendly, listener centric. We want this is a very guys. interactive show. Yeah. Uh, if you've been supporting us from day one, uh, thank you very much. Yes, we love uh, you. And continue to support us. It'd be great. And with that said, uh, thank you for listening. Good night. Good night. Good night.